Gates, New Orleans Savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Top Sports Radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up, Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, all the famous come and go. Let's rob and get the cork school. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports school. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Billion dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles. You're an honorary captain. Download the podcast. Follow on Twitter. Wanna sports I don't know. Why uh, can't you hear yourself? Testing. Luigi, can you hear me? I hear you just Can fine. you hear me now? Good. Did you turn your headset down too far, Tony Bruno? No, I heard the music loud and clear, and then I started talking didn't hear anything. But I hear myself now. Can you hear me now? There's insanity in the control room. Yes, there is. And we haven't even started the show yet. Stop is... the hammering. No hammering. I do have a rap album. I'm going to find it and show you the skills that I have exhibited on this podcast every single day. It's live, it's local, it's late-breaking, it's the station of the people. We're reaching the beaches from sea to shining, shining sea across the fruited plains where Luigi has just stumbled in from. He looked like he was just out in the fruited plains picking uh, strawberries or something in South Jersey. They're in season now, Tony. Yes, they are. And they're nice big ones, too. Right. You, get them now. you know they're on sale when they have, the, like, they sell them like $2 for like a 55-gallon drum of them. That means they're going to rot out soon, kids, so buy them right now. You don't buy them then. When you buy them is when they're three for $25. That's when you know they're fresh. <laughs> Miss Robin's in here. She's all ready. Are you ready? It's What Up Wednesday, yo. What Up Wednesday. What Up. What Up, everybody. What I'm... a crazy day. We got so much. As I tweeted out just a few moments ago, and welcome, everybody, to our Twitch.tv Bruno Nation Live extravaganza. Three hours is not I don't know how three-hour radio shows that have commercial breaks every 10 minutes can get all the content in. I know. Because we go three straight hours. Three, not four. Sometime yesterday, we, we've, we've dabbled with 3.13, 3.15. We've gone double overtime sometimes. Yes, we have. And we didn't even score on the power play. We just kept going and going and going. It is, it is extra. <laughs> we give you extra, absolutely free. That's right. We don't charge you for... Uh, for uh, what do you, overage fees. Do they still have overage fees on cell phones? If you don't have an unlimited plan by this point. <laughs> I know. I mean, seriously. If you're getting charged overage. Or if they don't allow you to carry your minutes over. It's an outrage. It is an outrage. Enough about the, the scams that are our cell phone companies. It's Wednesday. It's May 29th. We got all kinds of action, Luigi. We do? I Today, I will trash the NBA. I know it's not my style to criticize the association. But I'm going to give you more reasons why it's an absolute shit show and a scam 
And the fact that you care so much about it, and I don't care what you care about, but the fact that you are, especially Laker fans, Laker fans could be the dumbest fans on the planet. And I will explain why today. All the Laker fans upset about the Lakers. Guess who's not upset about the Lakers? LeBron? Uh, that would be a good guy. That would be a good star right there. <laughs> you know who's just upset about the Lakers? Uh, Magic Johnson's still doing... Whenever Magic Johnson gets angry at something, he calls Stephen A. Smith and Michael Wilbon, and they have like a, a, a gigantic a sit-down <laughs> summit, and they interrupt regularly scheduled programming, which includes women's softball and eSports, to sit down with Magic to hear what he has to say about what happened that he didn't like, that they, somebody didn't like what he did, that Rob Palenka did, and they didn't like him, and Jeannie Buss did, and they didn't like her. I love Jeannie Buss, by the way. I know you do. Rob Palenka? Yeah. yeah. just keep awesome. Magic, as I said last week on this show, people are saying oh, he was one of the greatest players of all time, mm -hmm. but he was one of the worst coaches of all time, mm -hmm. and certainly one of the most management people of all time. But as I gave him credit, and a lot of people won't give him credit, but I know this having lived in L.A. for 11 years, Magic Johnson is a brilliant businessman. Yes. He, he pretty much runs every movie theater. He runs, he be bought hamburger chain. So this guy is a manager. And when you have like $600 million in business assets in the Los Angeles area, that means you're a pretty good businessman. you got to take care of people. So all of this internal stuff with the stinking Lakers, it's a joke. And the fact that ESPN is so obsessed with it. And now you're probably going to say, well, Tony, if you're obsessed with it. No, because when I log on to ESPN in the morning to see what's going on, Everything on the front page is NBA. Everything's about LeBron and the Lakers and Magic Johnson. Guess what, guys? That's not the big story. We got baseball. We got hockey action, yo. We got Alex Trebek news. We've got we got the worst of the worst stuff to get to today, Luigi. And I'm not even counting you in. I know. Seriously, it's early stuff. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite segments was Keith Olbermann when, we, when he used to do the uh -huh. show Olbermann and he would do worst, worser, worsest. And obviously it was a joke and anybody who didn't get that. But we do have the worstest of the worst and the bestest of the best today. That is correct. And be best, by the way. We got a lot of video components to the show today, too. I so know. That's why it's important for you to watch it on the live stream on twitch.tv. Correct. Nation and live. if you are watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Periscope, which is brought to you by Switchboard.Live, exactly. the most awesome live streaming program, app, and service <sighs> out there. Um, make sure you make the switch to Twitch right now so that you do not miss out on anything because you never know. There, At some point, very soon in the program, uh, we will be shutting you down. Operation shutdown? Yes. Okay. And and we will be sad if you don't make the switch to Twitch. And there's a couple of people out there like, oh, it's too difficult. Are you serious? It's it's so easy. Even Luigi can do it. Speaking I still haven't done it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, just give me the depth. Get line. out. Christ. No, I know you're here because you're talking on the Twitch chat channel. So I know that's, that's a good. Lot. Luigi but, likes to chat. But, um, he's usually on Tinder this time of the day. But today he's on the show and he's hanging out. Trevor from the 203. It's so easy. My dog Rex can do it. Exactly right. <laughs> and I want to remind people, what did I leave the show with yesterday? I gave everybody one task. You had one job. Just one. <laughs> Hold my beer. No, that was on the other day when we had yeah. our little get together. There was just one job that I gave everybody. And if they didn't do it, I'm going to be, I'll, I'll come, I'll, I'll find you. 
I gave them one task, Tony. What was that? To bring a friend. That is right. Bring a friend. Did you bring a friend today, Luigi? I could phone a friend right now <laughs> if you want me to. One person, just one person I asked that you tell them and have them download, show them if you have to, how to download Twitch and how to follow Bruno Nation so that they can join us for these fantastic three hours of hilarity and hijinks. By the way, Bob Mueller is going to be joining the podcast today now that he's resigned and gotten out of government and shut down the special counsel's office. That's a big story in the world of news today. And you can let everybody else who wants to try to figure out what he means by what he said figure that out. All I know is my sources are reporting exclusively today, this is breaking news, that Bob Mueller, who announced that he was retiring, getting out of government, getting the hell out of Dodge, will be opening a combination Sicilian-style thick pizza and... Rita's Water Ice oh. inside the CNN Center in Atlanta to add a little more variety there. Great Luigi's franchises. been there. You walked through the CNN Center in Atlanta. I was thinking the entire time, I go for a deep dish Sicilian water ice combination at the same time. Exactly. That's what you got to have. Yeah. Bob Mueller at least is going to put himself into back into the mainstream. But will, it, will he release the toppings or will they be coming out later on? <laughs> <laughs> or will they be on another report later? <laughs> They're investing. They'll spend the next two years investigating which <laughs> toppings could be released to the public and which ones had to be kept confidential in exactly. the back room. <laughs> we all know what extra anchovies means around here. We all know what that means. Yeah, on that note, Janul twenty seven is saying, "I thought Luigi was on Grinder. Isn't that how you guys found each other?" Exactly. Yeah. No, no. You got to diversify. You got to. You got to touch all. Yeah. Touch them all, Joe. That's it. Touch them all, as someone once said. Did, were we swiping left or swiping? We swipe right? whatever way we want. We control the horizontal and the vertical on this show. There are no rules, just right, and all the other. Uh, <laughs> where was that from? No rules, just right. Was that Outback Steakhouse? Mm -hmm. I think that was their. No show. rules, just steak. No, no, no That's rules, just right. Was it just steak? No, yes. they have more than steak. It they was got the blue no rules, just steak, though. Well, I remember I remember when I was younger, we'd go to the Outback, mm -hmm. and you had to have the blooming onion. onion. 7,000 And then calories. you realize when you grow up, a blooming onion is worse than like two cheesesteaks. Yeah. It's, the, it's the most caloric intake you can have from any kind exactly. of food in any, in any restaurant. Which is crazy. I know you think it's just, a, it's just a deep fried onion. I know. It's just, just I like, what, what would be the difference between that and onion rings? But it's the sauce. Swedish chef says, try the collusion calzone. The collusion calzone will be number one on top of the menu. And it will be served by Wolf Blitzer. Oh, yeah. When he gets out of the Comes situation down. room every day, he'll come right down to the, the food court. Down there at the CNN Center in Atlanta. And that thing's lit down there. You've been there. It's the best calzone. <laughs> Believe me. RP76 Falcon <laughs> is just joining us right now. RP76 Falcon is saying, is that cat back there an illegal alien? No, he is documented. Yes, he's totally. He's got papers. He's got papers no. and everything. He's not a WAP either. He's not without papers. No. He's fully papered. Yeah. When I come to when I come to the house, Riddle hangs out with me. That's what. Yes, he does. Now Luigi kicked out Lily, who normally sits on. That's her perch right there on she that wasn't towel. Even there when I no, came. she wasn't down. She knew you were coming today. And she said, va <laughs> We could do this whole. By the way, we have reaction now to the Mueller report. The first reaction from President Donald Trump. Uh, in response to all the hubbub going on today in the world of politics, which is triggered twenty four seven, which is why we don't talk about it for the most part. You're fired. And there's another one. He was responding to Luigi today when Luigi did a cheap shot concerning 
the Mueller report. I do, I do have that, but I got to get to Donald right now. So give me, give me a second. Yeah, By the have way, it, we have it on tape. We're going to bring it. If you are back. around or near Bucks County, be careful. There's another tornado warning. Is that there. Bucks or Burks? Now we know in Burks County, which is where our friend Brenda Marie lives up right. there in the Reading area, Burks County. Warning, yeah. Tornado warnings, and we have all this. You know, and people are going to come on and talk about climate change. This is called weather. Okay, I don't want to debate climate change and whether it has any effect on the weather. It probably does in the long term. Because the climate's been changing for billions of years. But we worry about tornado warnings, not the bachelorette on this show. I think they should call it climate cycling. Whatever it is, it's bad weather. It's called heat and humidity building up. And then it's unfortunately spawns tornadoes in some areas. Correct. In the ocean, it's called hurricanes. I mean, it's called weather. It's been going on on this planet since day one. Yeah, that's, that's not breaking news, by Bruno, the way. Bruno from Valley Forge. The National Weather Service just issued a tornado warning in my area. How can I tell the difference between a tornado and a Bruno rant? Nothing. Everything gets destroyed usually in the end, unfortunately. The NBA is on the outside of the tornado. Exactly, yes. I have that reaction from Donald Trump, by the way, to my earlier statements towards him. And yeah, towards because you know, this morning everybody was waiting for this press conference. One of the best tweet I saw earlier. You know, Robert Mueller is going to have a news conference at 11 a.m. I saw it. Come on, yeah. And you saw the tweet, right? Yep. Is he going to be Mike Francesa's new partner? Yes. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Give him a little The Mets. Uh, <laughs> that was a great tweet. Uh, he's uh, Bob Mueller's going to announce that he's going to finally be helping Mike Francesa, who stammers alone yeah. by himself after after every afternoon in New York radio, where he's been a legend forever. But people have been saying that he's going to get a new partner. You know, we know Mad Dog Russo's not going back. Oh, he needs he's an got... alarm clock. It'll be fine. Exactly. Jesus. But nobody does better golf coverage than Mike. I just want to say that. No, nobody no. nobody lets... covers live golf better than he Mike He lets Francis. the game breathe the way it's supposed to be. Just <laughs> <laughs> silence. Bob Mueller. See, there's all kinds of new jobs for Bob Mueller. How about a driver from the 203? How about a sports talk show with Chris Christie? Like Cowboy Talk. Yeah, or Laker know. talk, right. or any kind of sports talk in New Jersey. Crossing bridges with Chris Christie. <laughs> As he hears the best Bruno rant versus tornado comparison. Yes. A tornado is just a bunch of hot air. Bruno rant are the facts, Jack. You're damn right. That's the fact, Jack. Anyway, let's get down to the business, shall we? I want to give you my favorite story of last night. And yes, we're going to play the woman with the first, the worst first, first pitch ever. Did you find Donald Trump's comments? I can't play it because my computer's not triggered for oh, sound. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I got to load it that in the machine. It is all the way up. My computer's not played for sound, remember? Oh, your computer. Sorry. It's on his computer. He's not on the uh, board. No, I have There's a, I have a, a, a few other special sound, sound bites on this board, and that Trump sound bite happens to be on that board. Okay. Well, we'll so. get it. We got to get it loaded, though. We don't have enough loaded people around here. Well, it's early time. It's only 116. We I, I know. We're good. Loaded. Meanwhile, yeah, I did see the pitch, and, and John Wall out there right now saying, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I said this earlier. One thing's for sure about the worst of the worst. Uh-huh. Every time we think we saw the worst first pitch ceremonial throwout, somebody comes back. It's the easiest record to break. It is. The worst first pitch. It's been broken every sing- almost like every week. For the last 10 years. It's a tradition like any other. <laughs> but the best one. Let's play this one first, Robin. You have it in there. Everybody has seen this by now, but it's still funny to watch. By the way, this woman was a tall drink of water. If you're looking from behind, as we were. Did you see her? She had the long black pants on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was the employee of the month, I guess. That's what they do in Minnesota. 
and nobody knows what her name is. We don't know what her. They won't. I could get that name. No, they won't release her name. No, I mean, I might know somebody who knows her in Minnesota. I remember I made some contacts. In uh, I got a lot of contacts in Minnesota. Yeah, but in that industry is what I'm saying. She was the Chicago White Sox employee of the month. So you know, we always bring out dignitaries and slapdicks to throw out the. Fr- yeah. I've thrown out first pitches. Anybody can throw out a first Padres, pitch, right? No, no, the Angels. Angels, that's right, Angels. The Los Angeles, Anaheim, Disneyland adjacent Angels on opening day, by the way. This ain't no middle-of-the-season slapdick dollar dog night pitch throwout. I was there for opening night, yo. You had to bring the heat. Don't you disrespect my opening pitches. So anyway, the White Sox yesterday bring out the employee of the month who's a tall blonde, really long legs, can't see her face. I see now, yeah. So she's standing, and, and she's actually on the mound. Because most teams don't allow you to stand on the mound. The pitcher won't let you have Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the pitcher for this game, well, we'll get to that later. But the woman goes out there blonde, and there's a White Sox, obviously not the catcher, because they usually have one of the backup pitchers go back there and catch the ceremonial first pitch. But there's a photographer standing to her left. Left. Right. Really not in the shot at all. Because right. we saw the one... The one actually former pitcher, the Notre Dame basketball player in the NBA, threw out a pitch a couple of weeks ago. The big kid who's in the NBA who played basketball at Notre Dame and also was drafted as a baseball player, tall white dude. You're talking about, wait a minute. We played it a couple weeks ago. He went out and threw out a horrible first pitch, which not only went over the catcher. Luke Haringotti or whatever? Haringotti? Yeah, one of those white white Yeah, Luke Haringotti, I think it was what it was. Something like that. So he throws a ball over the catcher's head, and it hits his girlfriend who's standing to the right of the catcher, behind the plate, almost nailed her with the pitch. It was a little high and outside. There's only one thing you can say when this pitch was thrown. Because as soon as – I'll say it afterwards, but go ahead. So you would think, all right, what you going to do? She's going to bounce it up there. She's going to throw it all the way to the backstop. No, this is the absolute greatest, worst pitch. And this, this is going to be hard to break. Let's go to the tape. Which I can't – decide whether that's the worst first pitch in baseball history or the best pitch first pitch in baseball history. <laughs> that's hysterical. Let's go and watch it again. Walks, he tried the corner and, and missed. <laughs> the ceremonial first pitch. That's wow. all you can say when you go, Bobby, you tried the corner and missed. <laughs> you know I mean? The amazing thing about this, Boom. which I can't decide whether that's the worst First pitch in baseball history. I mean, she goes. She did the pose too. Right. I, and the amazing, history. the amazing thing about <laughs> that's this. Hysterical. That's the team photographer. So yes. they take a picture for the person, and he he snapped the picture before she threw the ball, perfectly timed, and it. Luckily, you want to talk. This is why this could be the best first pitch ever, because she hits it exactly between the lens and the viewfinder. Correct. Now I have. So she doesn't damage the camera. And if she had pitched, if she had thrown it just a little bit higher, she would have hit that guy right in the in the in the. Now, in the are there temple. Any, are there any comments on this? Is anybody ripping her? Like well, bad? first of all, let's go to the photographer. Yeah. So the photographer who had no idea, he's standing there. His job is just to take a picture of the ceremonial first pitch, and then afterwards, now our own uh, that, the the sideline reporter, whoever that is at the White Sox games. This is, is in this Chicago. On me? No, 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 it's not him. Let's go and get an interview with the man who got almost got killed. And his name is Darren Georgia. Darren Georgia was there. He had one job to take a picture. 
and he almost died. Let's go but to he, the he actually ended up taking the photograph. I know he did. I said yeah. it. He nailed the picture. Yeah. You can see the flash go off as she's throwing the ball and hits the camera. That's like, that's like a wide receiver going over the middle, knowing he's about to get rocked. And he so still takes the So here is Darren in response to getting hit. Exactly. Never knew that this was going to be my 15 minutes of fame, but actually Ron Vesley, the team photographer, said that out of the 35 years that he's done this, he's never had that happen. So glad I could be the first. Congratulations, I guess. Yeah. Awkward first pitch. I am with the photographer, Darren Georgia, who is a photographer for the White Sox. <laughs> what happened there? I honestly didn't even see it coming. Like, I took the photo, and it just hit the camera. Didn't hit my head. The camera's okay. I'm okay. But uh, I was shocked. <laughs> How did the picture turn out, by the way? Do you have, like, the ball going right at your camera? No, he, didn't. he got it. He got it while she was in the windup, no, so he didn't actually get the picture of the pitch being right. thrown. It was just before it released it. Yeah, and you can hand. see the flash. If you watch it again and again and again, which people are doing, you can see his flash go off. But once she, where she hits it, that's the thing that's impressive to me, is how, how this could have been a complete disaster. <clears throat> it was just <clears throat> ugly. But the fact that she hit that camera right over the lens and between that area between the lens and the, and the viewfinder. Yeah. Because it didn't hurt the camera. If she had gone up a little bit higher, you got to slow it down. Like they do in hockey and then go slow motion, super slow. He could have been hit right between the eyes. And even though she's not throwing 90 miles an hour, that would have messed him up, man. I don't know if it would have killed him. Well, Dee Conrad said she's an employee, so is the camera. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's, so. she's the employee of the month. Right. The only employee of the month worse than her is the actual movie, the employee oh, yeah. of the month, the reboot. Because there were two movies in the early 2000s called Employee of the Month. The first one was in 2004. One had Dane Cook in it, right? Yeah, that's Which, the bad. That's the second one. So this the is first what, one had, what's his name? It was a more serious yeah, employee was, of the month movie. It was movie. A, about shooting at, at, at post offices or something. But like no, that. who was the guy? It was uh, Matt Damon was in it. Okay. Matt Damon was in the first movie called Employee of the Month in okay. 2004, which was meh. The second Employee of the Month was 2006, Dane Cook and Jessica Simpson. I'm going to look this up. Uh, yeah, I have, I, I have, have the trailer right here. We have the trailer right no, here. No, I know that one. That's, this is the only Employee of the Month that's worse than the Chicago White Sox Employee of the Month who went out there and threw out the ceremonial first so pitch. here we go. Let's go to the tape. It's too expensive. Actually, that's 40% off. Open box policy. Today's your lucky day, buddy. They're lazy. You have no idea how much planning and energy it takes to keep such a low profile. A little slow. Are you staring at my breasts? I don't know. And get no respect. Pass, All right! A new cashier is joining the team. I'm Amy. Hey. I see you've met Zach. He's one of our box boys. Chicks always go after the alpha male like, like a, a Discovery, Discovery Channel, Channel sex blaster. But when an underachiever... You're the lowest of the low. Yeah, the lowest of the low. ...decides to step up. I think she has a thing for the employee of the month. I'll win employee of the month. <laughs> He can't do it alone. Maybe you should listen to your loser buddies. Who's calling me a loser? Easy there. No need to get physical. No, I'm serious. I can't see who's calling me a loser. This October, Butterbones, Andy Dick. she's all mine. Andy Dick, sure Dick. this is star-studded cast. I've heroes. seen this movie a million times. Yeah? I have seen this movie. This is a, this is a 1981 Honda. What's wrong with you? We'll find themselves. Luigi, did you and I watch this together yeah. one day? I think we have. I've seen it a million times. Which employee of the month was worse? Well, the one in 2004 starred Matt Dillon, so yeah, that yeah. one was probably worse. No, that one was actually serious. Yeah, no, I think this one was worse. This is the worst. Oh, 
this really is bad. Well, this is employee of the month here. The, the synopsis for that is employee uh, of the month. Do you know what this is? Yes, they ten times. It's from the producers of Wedding Crashers, so you know it sucks. 2004. No, there were two two. Right. Let me repeat. There were two movies called Employee of the Month. The right. first one in 2004 with Matt Dillon. And it sucked. It sucked. Then they made this movie for some reason two because and it's it was based on worser. Costco. It was worser. Yes. So it what was, was worser, worse. the Employee of the Month movie, the one we just played the promo for, the one in 2006 with Jessica Simpson and Dane <clears throat> Cook, a formerly funny comedian. Joke stealing comedian. Exactly. I or think, I think the, the woman one. who threw the pitch. That's all yeah, I want to know. We have three. We uh, have 04, 06, and the pitch. Not throwing. like 05, 06, 07. Yeah. Those three Maddens were all on fleek. Correct. Let me tell you that right now. I got to go. Let's see here. Hold on. <laughs> if we had to go in, 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 it's basically like, you know, FMK kind of style, right? <laughs> if, all right. So I would, uh, I would go. But I have something to add that might change your mind. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, I, let's, let's, let's stop down let's this stop final right Jeopardy there. music stop right now. Right there. Stop that so, final Jeopardy. So we might have thought that the employee of the month with the White Sox was the worst. Right. But her daughter might have come in to redeem it for comical Oh, so we have bad. reaction not just from the cameraman, but from the daughter of the employee yes. of the month who's still, whose name is still being held in secrecy. I believe Bob Mueller will have a follow-up news conference later on this afternoon to actually release the name of the woman, the employee of the month, who threw out the terrible first pitch. So she has a daughter that came out and did something else? So her, her daughter... Her daughter She got the ball. So, no. Yes. So her daughter goes on <laughs> after this came out, mm-hmm. and she put, reposts the video, and she goes, literally, that's my mom. She, her uh, Twitter handle is badgalnini. Um, I think her name is Nikki because that's what it says. Okay. And here is her daughter, her mom, and I'm assuming that's her dad uh, after the pitch. You can tell she's a tweener because it's all written in caps. Literally, (laughs) that's my mom. Oh, okay. And there's Nikki with her mom. Mm -hmm. Nikki's taller than her mom. Her mom's pretty tall. Yeah. And Nikki's pretty tall, too. Her mom looks like John Crook. (laughs) (laughs) She really does. There's There's a little resemblance. Come on, man. That's a tall drink of water now, there. This is the part that's really funny. Hold on, let me back it up just a bit. So this is her mother. Once they got home, replaying it. Yeah. So she now shoots it all. She shoots her own Instagram video and, and had like five thousand guys trying to hit her up. Of course. Yes. Well, this is this is the reaction from her mother, and it's split into two different videos. But it's them watching it for the first. This is like the Zapruder film. We have every angle. We have every. We, we have reaction from everybody. The wide just, lens, the POV show. We're not half-assing this story. When we bring you a story, you're not just getting the 10-second clip that you see anywhere else. When we bring you shit, you see the whole turn. You bro. get the whole the whole mishpoka. <laughs> That's right. Let's go to the uh, the daughter's reaction now, Robin. No, it's the mother's reaction oh, the mother, to seeing it for her. Also, oh, then the mother went home later. Yes. Sat back in her double wide and cranked this baby up again to watch herself all over the TV channel with Correct. her family. Let's go to that tape. Sounds like I was there. So that was the first video. Hold on. A was second. that her husband laughing at? Why did it not play on the on the Twitch stream? No, because it, that's on delay. You, you oh, okay. oh, okay. Got it. And so oh. here is. The, uh, whoops. <laughs> Sounds like the freaking Blair Witch. <laughs> so that's the mom laughing at herself hysterically. 
Watching herself on Sports Center. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you have yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, Oh, wait, was... and here's her coming out to the mound to begin with. So this is her daughter. Oh, we got it all. Do we have her getting dressed? This is the pre... Do we have her coming the... out of the shower, at least? Is there a shower scene involved? So this is the prep, which I think, you know, she's she's all wound up. She's excited. She's nervous, right? Hey, So I personally think the fact that the mom is laughing at herself so profusely and is taking it all in stride and isn't trying to hide, I think that actually makes her the best. Can I ask like where the fans are? Well, that's what happens at the first pitch. They don't throw it out like right before the game starts. There's usually very few people in the stands. They're up getting their $17 beers. You know, they're in Chicago. They're making sure they duck the gunfire on the way into the ballpark. And here's the last <clears throat> photograph. Um, this is the actual ball with the scuff marks oh, on it. Oh, let's see the ball. So, <laughs> Was there a foreign object, foreign substance on it? I mean, the fact that they're, those scuff marks, they're pretty on there. They're, wow, they're on hit, their heavy. Yeah, look at that thing. Yeah. So see she, that ball? She had some power <clears throat> behind it. That ball got scuffed up bad. That's not a scuff mark. That's the photographer's eyebrow, somebody yeah. wrote. <laughs> that thing's on fleek. Man, is that thing. <laughs> That's, that's damage right there. That is damage. She should be held liable. That looks like the kind of balls I used to play with in the street when we got a new ball and we played. Yep. And then again, then you start putting duct tape around it or electrical tape because it would be so messed up yeah, that it you would egg. Yeah, all that shit on it, man. That's, that's assault, good. brother. <laughs> that ain't no scab. That's assault. And so, one day, when we get into the summer, <clears throat> we'll have to do a complete show on all the worst first pitches ever thrown. I don't know if we'll have enough time in three hours to break. Stay tuned tomorrow night for Funkin' Fantasy. That's what we got. I actually am going to do that. But we got. But you, you do have to put together like a uh, a montage of all the worst pitches from there. But if you were, but we go back to we circle it back to the original question, which Tony asked: of all the three, what's the worst? What's the, let's get back to the final versus. Jeopardy question. And I actually would like is to that guy still winning every night on yeah, Jeopardy? Yeah, he, he is. Everybody's talking about that guy except Alex Trebek, <clears throat> who has great news that. He's close to remission. Which is amazing. It is unbelievable. Robin, what, I want to hear Robin's choice first. All right, Robin, we gave you the choices now. Worse. We're not talking about Carl Lewis or John Wall or 50 Cent or any of the other. We're just focusing today on what was the worst employee of the month. Who was the worst? Or which is the worst employee of the month? Is it the first movie <coughs> with uh, <coughs> Matt Damon? Not Matt Damon. I always get Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. And Christina Applegate. And Christina Applegate was in that one, which was bad. It's horrible. The 2006 Reboot in a co- in a Costco or BJ's or Sam's Club somewhere mm-hmm. with Dane Cook, not funny, and Jessica Simpson, still hot, or the employee of the month for the Chicago White Sox. There are your three choices. Robin? I'm saying the Dane Cook movie was the worst. I agree. So worst. The worst. Yeah. Because that's supposed to be professionally done and funny. People actually spent time writing it, producing it, okay. filming it. Now, what was this worse? woman just went out there? They said, "Hey, throw out the first pitch. You're the employee of the month," and she just went a little bit too far to the right. She pretty much hooked it. Well, sometimes that knuckleball flutters a little bit, Tony. <laughs> so that's the worst. Yes. What's the worst? This and what's you know what's worster and then worst. No, this. that was the so that was the worstest. Oh, so you're the ta- okay? Worstest. So you're taking the, the yeah. Dane Cook was the worstest. I'm gonna go ahead. You got and- worse, worser, and worstest. All right, I'm gonna say worse was the pitch. Yeah. Only because of the fact that it was, it's hard to do it. 
Yeah, it really. Is. When you have, yeah. when you tried to do that, you couldn't do it. When you're up there in front of like all those people and you have the cameras going, like it's it's difficult, right? It's the same thing where like you know everything until like you're on a quiz show and they ask you yeah. the question, to answer real quick. Like, yes. you, you 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 blank. That was worse. I I I gotta say I that can't the two, we're breaking I, this down. I, well, Tony, I mean, where else are you gonna get this? I know you're right. Seriously, it's either hot dog is a sandwich or this. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles don't start for another hundred days. <laughs> you have um. I got to go. The employee of the month, the reboot was worse, sir. Because I actually didn't mind that movie. It was kind of funny. It was, it was a little funny. If you're it was. drunk and uh, you're just sitting around mind. and there's no, nothing else funny. on. By the, the way, the film one was worse. You're not going like to Blockbuster and renting that movie. No, I just go to I Netflix. Have, oh, ladies and gentlemen, I have 50 Cent's reaction. 50 cent, reaction. 50, 50 cent reaction to this. Because he was on the Mount and Rushmore of bad first pitches. He was. And Patrick Stewart does a little surprise something something in this particular gif. Oh, let's go to the tape. Yes, and I'll play it over and over again, Tony, so that you can see it. So this is 50 cent's reaction. And if you blink, you'll miss it. All right, I want, it's got to be but, quick. Got to be quick. Oh, there he is. That's his reaction to that. He's now off the hook. Yes, he is. Fiddy's oh, yeah, off the hook. Fiddy off the The mayor of Cincinnati went out there. Not Jerry Springer, the yeah. most recent mayor of Cincinnati. I mean, there's so many of them. Trevor from the 203 says, I thought a hot dog is a taco. Because he's referring to me. Yesterday, I made that point that a hot dog is more of a taco than it is anything else. So, yeah, a hot dog. Is and a let me just say, as a veteran of a first day opening pitches, it's not as easy as it may look easy. But it's hard. But it's, but hard. it's hard. What did you throw? Did you give him the deuce? You throw the deuce? No, I just threw fried. I, I didn't do straight finger. heat, Tone? I just want straight heat. There's no, is there a video of that? Yes. Yeah. I saw Tony actually shake him off a couple I times. I shook off the, uh, the, pat, the catcher a couple times. Who was the catcher? Who was the catcher? Actually, it was, it was a pitcher who was a, who was a, a bullpen pitcher oh, okay. for the Angels. No, he was, one of the, he was on their roster. He, I think he's still in the major leagues. Really nice guy. He stood back there. And he took the heat. I didn't, you know, the key is not trying to overthrow it. Right. You got to know your control. <laughs> As Ricky Botalico will say on Philly's post game live, you got to be in control of yourself. You don't want to be bouncing the ball up there. You don't want to be spinning it up there. You don't want to try to throw a curveball. You just want to go up there nice, smooth. And I actually practice on my street in Venice. Oh, you're out in the street? No, no, but before I got okay. ready for this. You don't just go out there and do it cold. Oh, hell no. When I knew that they said they wanted me to throw out the first pitch of opening day at Angel Stadium, that's a pretty big effing deal. How long were you out there for? How many kids were out, were out, were out in Venice Beach getting peppered? I had, I, had a kid and, I had chicks. I had yeah. women. I had Wait, women who would come to my house. I think I have the hey, video. Text this. Here we go. I have the video. Let's, play, let's oh, go does, to the tape. She, she has the video. This I is do. on video. You think this? And I, let's go to the tape, Robin. I want people to see what, what throwing out a first pitch is all about. Here we go. This is the actual footage uh, released. Opening day. I forget the year. It was in the 2000s. I don't think Mike Trout was still in high school in Millville, I think. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> or cut in high school in Millville. All right, here I am. Now watch this. Watch what I do here. Follow this, Leach. I am You watching. see it? I'm I've walking out. I almost trip over a rake that somebody left there dangerously on the field. That's a hazard. And then what do you do when you're a professional? You don't step on the first baseline. Wait a minute, Tony. You are you in are you are you in a nice pair of pants, too? I got a pair of black jeans on. Oh, you got jeans on. I didn't go full uni. I just went with the Angels jersey. No name on the back. Like the, un the unknown pitcher. The unknown pitcher. And then watch as I walk out. I'm still waiting for this. And I over. step over without stepping on the first baseline. That's a, that's a you no You've got to do that. That's, what, that's, that's knowing the game. That's, mm -hmm. that's when you know hardball. That's old school. So let's roll the tape, Robin.
Here's the pitch. I'm waiting for it to load up on the Twitch thing. That's Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day. Remember him? Pitcher? No. <laughs> no. Oh, it was a little low, but he should have caught it. Let's Darren see. O'Day, who's a pitcher, had a catcher's mitt. Did you see it? Oh, well, t- yo, t- I gotta be honest. That was a legitimate wind up and throw. Exactly. You think I'm just I'm gonna go it there. again? I'm Let's go back like the hook. It looked like the hook was coming. No, no, no. I, I threw, it, went, I threw. it went over the mount. I mean, it went no, over no, the look plate. Look at the curveball. Just tiny, you see tiny. The stretch out. Now here's the wind up. Here's the pitch. I'm doing it again. Oh, time. See, it looks like it bounces, but it doesn't. Darren O'Day drops the damn ball. And I want. It did cross the plate. on the corner of the plate. Damn right. If we had the box available, now that we have the AI vision and all that other crap. You would have seen the mark, but Darren O'Day comes out and gives me a roaring round of applause. Let me let me give myself one there. That that was a pretty. That's, that's a lot of pressure out there. It's a lot of pressure. It was over the plate, son. It's on the outside corner. It's a little low, but you want to keep the ball down. You want to keep the ball down, Angel. Because the tendency is to throw it high and hard and overthrow it and hit the backstop. Right. That was a pretty solid professional effort right there. That's a guy who knows the situation and the count and knows to keep the ball low. <laughs> By the way, nobody on, nobody on deck, nobody at the plate. Darren O'Day is on the Atlanta Braves roster, so he's still pitching. No, he's not. He can't be pitching. Yes, he is. He's a pitcher. Darren O'Day, look him up. Maybe he's on the... Uh, maybe he's on the. By the way, after watching that, Pat no. Neshack just went on the DL for two more weeks. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know, Robin, what do you want me to do? You see, Pat, Pat Neshack just went back on the DL... It's the IL for two more weeks. I didn't touch it. No, he's not. No, I'm not. We're all yelling, Robin. You know, when I'm on the mound at Angel Stadium, and the Angels sucked back then, and they suck now, nothing changes with the Angels. Yeah. <laughs> Although they had a couple of good years here and there, and I said this the other day, who's wasting their career more, LeBron James with the Lakers or Mike Trout with the Angels? Mike Trout. <laughs> and here's the reason why. LeBron James has rings, can get rings. Mike Trout and I'm no chance at a ring. I know. It's no a shame, chance. man. It's a shame. Now, I, I, I want to back up for a second. I think yes. I have to give people crap today, Tony. Well, what's the matter now? I, I want to, first of all, before I do this, before I get angry. Are you going to be like the weatherman in Dayton yes. who scolded the audience yes. for, for calling but in be- and complaining about the but bachelor? before I do that, I will give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, I want everybody that brought somebody to the show today, I want them to write down your the the friend that you bought I want to want you to put their handle in the comments. Okay. So their new their new Twitch handle. We want to see those new people. I want to I want to see who they are. Damn it. Jeez, oh, Robin. I know. I'm I'm getting you know what? angry. See, Luigi came over. Did he bring the fan over that's in his apartment that he doesn't need? No. To I, help us stay cool I'm down here. I'm holding it ransom. And the reason why is because I bought that ceiling fan you got to put in for me. No, but we need a fan down here. I'm telling you, it's 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 oppressive. You got a fan. Your biggest fan's right here, Tone. No, then you got to then you're going to have to get a fan, one of those I'm going to go get some bamboo, and then you can make one of those big bamboo oh, he fans. Can stand, and, he, so yeah, he can stand behind yeah. look, you? Robin, no. Look at Robin. She's sweating no, like a can't. suckling pig over there. Lift up your arms, I'll Robin. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Look, look at that. I'll tell oh, you, man. Look at that. Right. I'm going to tell you That's what I'm going to do. Nasty. What are you going to do? When the show is over, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get the fan. I'll bring it back. The show over, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to die before then. Well, then it was nice to know you. I will plug it in and keep it, keep it on in infamy forever for you. See how pissed off Robin is? She may go on a rant today. Robin's already upset. I don't know what's wrong, but she's upset. She's, no, she's, she's sweating. People need to put the... There's no air. I mean, is. I don't even mean air conditioning. There's no, like, circulation. circulation of air. Don't we have a fan in the closet? I have. I bought all these box fans at Costco. The box fan died a valiant death at no, the end it, of the season last year. Yes. No, we, I bought another one. I keep buying no. box fans. No, we didn't. I buy, buy them in them. off season when they're when you know when they don't need them anymore. Uh, See, here on the East Coast, they keep the, they put the box. They have no place to store all the fans and summer stuff. 
So they usually put it on sale. So I wait till it goes down to like sixteen ninety nine, and then I buy one at the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? I hate. We need a swamp cooler is right. I could put the air conditioner up in that window right there. You could. They're in my mother's basement. You said you were going to come over today and get the air conditioners out I'm and bring here. them over. I'm here. You got to get a box. We need a fan. Here's, here, what, I'm not, Robbie? Here's what I'm going to do. If I can get some fan to come over with a big fan and then fan us the show, like they the do in the end, Egyptian right? movies. The yeah. show's going to end. Yeah. I'm going to leave. I got to take care of two little things. I'll go to my house afterwards. I'll pick up the fan. I'll bring it back. We'll go to Punkburg, have some food and call it. Why back. didn't you bring the fan over? Because when you're I just over? got done work. I went home. I brushed you my teeth. You did go home, did you not? Yes, but the, 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 bringing the fan here wasn't on my agenda. I just brushed my teeth. I told you the other day I needed the damn fan. Jesus. Jesus. Christmas. I think we're all, we're all a little hot. Why don't we just take a break? <laughs> Why don't we take a little break? Pat S123 says, Miss Robin is hot. Yeah, unfortunately, it's because I'm sweating, not because... Look, look at that. Look at our armpits. Look, you're upset. This I'm is getting... a, Don't let him see you sweat. Isn't that the old yeah. motto? Don't let him see you sweat. Look, you're yeah. hot. You're upset. Robin's getting a little ornery. I'm a little I'm a little I'm wired. Schwitzing, I'm a little so. wired. Why don't we all take a break? Let's play a video or something. All right? <laughs> Why don't we take a break? All right. well, I want to play a good song here real quick. What do you got? Maybe uh, maybe we need to do what uh, Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones is. Yes, how about that story? Did What's you see that? that? So Sunday night, Robin and I actually were watching on HBO. Kit they Harrington's did a, the Jon Snow character. Yeah, he's the Jon Snow dude. And they showed the making of the final season. Mm-hmm. And what was go- cool about it, they showed like extras. The one guy who was one of the Stark guys. A Stark extra that he was there for, uh, I think it was six out of the eight seasons. Yeah, and see, he's just a guy he's in an Belfast, yeah. Northern Ireland. You know, had the big beard, and he went out. He, he was in every episode, every season, and he became a fanatic of the show, and he loved being there because John, you know, Kit Harrington, all the stars would appreciate him. He got paid, and he got, but he got paid. Yeah. But he, I don't, he would have done it for nothing. This yeah. is how, this is how much this guy loved being a part of this. Sort of like me, exactly. And so they had the producers, they had the directors. They showed all the behind the scenes, the makeup people who did all the makeup on all these Which actors. Was just really phenomenal. Incredible. And, and so you saw the behind the scenes of the people who aren't really the stars. It's the people who put the makeup on. The, the guy who was the, uh, we now know why he didn't talk. He was a stuntman. Yeah, he was a stuntman. The guy who played um, the, the Night King. The Night King, dude. Yeah. He's like from Czechoslovakia, from the Czech Republic. And it was the And first the guy time. was a stuntman yeah. his entire life. And because he was tall and, and then he, he directed, became a stunt trainer or, or choreographer, exactly. whatever you call it. And, and so they made him the Night King. Is he the Night cool. King or the yeah. Night Walker? So these people were all like the guy behind the guy exactly. behind the guy. The people right. that you see when you see the show. But so that's the funniest thing. So they're pulling into Belfast. So they all have to come together in, in big bands and stuff to the set in Belfast, Northern Ireland, where they built the whole scene. And they had fake snow and they showed you how they did all that stuff because they weren't in snow all the time. You know? That was all fake. Unlike the snow in California, that stuff when they when they spread that out, it doesn't go to waste. Not you know what I'm saying? Snow. But anyway, so they show this guy, and then so everybody's pulling in in limos, and there's all these girls and fans outside, knowing that they're kind of come in today. So so the people would not know which character died or which one's still around. Right. They would all show up whenever they were all coming into town. Yeah. So the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Are Thank you, Meryl Reese. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, Apple Joe's walk-up uh, thing. The blurp. Oh, so wait a minute. So when he walks, when he when he enters the chat room, that's what it is. Yes, yes. and you too can get your own walk-up music if you subscribe. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. You finally figure out how to get it to work. That's awesome. I want to see what people get creative with and do. I that. know, and I need to. I need to work on a soundboard, a special Bruno Nation soundboard. Exactly. But I know. I know. Tony's would be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
kind of get that. That's awesome. Love that, man. We were playing a lot of Barry White yesterday on the show, in case you missed Barry it. Barry White played a lot of so shows. Anyway, yeah, so, so, so anyway, Kit Harrington. So anyway, so they show Kit Harrington. They show the end when Kit Harrington is saying goodbye to the whole cast and crew. Uh-huh. And he's obviously emotional. I mean, this guy that this is the, he said it's well, the biggest thing that's ever happened to him. I, of course, I, I know exactly what he feels like. When you when you do a show, and I've this is from experience, I've done shows where you put on so much emotion and energy, and I've not done anything like that for eight. Seasons. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, I've only eight done years one. you're out but there But after just this. one show, I've, I've done that where I'm just blubbering because it's it's like you are saying goodbye to family that you don't know when you're going to see again. And uh, and so I understand. I think there's probably, there's going to be a lot of people that have either worked on the show or extraneously that are going to feel and need some support. Just Absolutely. Like so I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I watched the final episode with Robin. And then I love the making of stuff. I love to see the people, the creative people who put this on. The actors, obviously, are everybody knows the actors. But when you see the set, the guy who sprays the snow around on the scene, the people who built these castles and things in the middle of Northern Ireland, mm-hmm. you know, they did go to Iceland and film some scenes, but most of the stuff was on a soundstage that they built this gigantic fortress right out in the middle of, uh, right, near, right near water. I mean, it's like an industrial park, and they built this set, which is what, Winterfell? Is that the scene yeah, there? Yeah, Winterfell. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is. And they build all these amazing things, and these people are incredibly talented. And the people doing the, the wardrobe and the makeup. So you get to see all that. I love those kinds of things, the making of. And by the way, we'll have a John Wick, the making of, coming up on the show today. By the way, man, I, 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 wanted, to call you, I wanted to call you the other day after we got done watching this. How good did it feel to go watch that movie? How, good, how tremendous, man. Well, let's finish this story first. I got to get the sommelier to like, open up a store for me so I can go we in do, and pick out do. some items. Anyway, so, so, so anyway, it's an emotional ending. Kit Carrington... And they call him Keat, Keat in Spain because yes. they would go to Seville, so Spain. So now everybody calls him Keat. Keat, because that's how the, the Spanish Keith, women would say, Keat, right. in the car, and he would wave. So he's emotional. He's crying because oh, yeah. it's the end of the biggest role. Okay, Bobby. Yeah, exactly. She was there, too. He had but a full-on you know, breakdown. He had a breakdown on the show. So then it ends now. Remember, this stuff was filmed like last year. Correct. So he was, he was emotional then when they wrapped the show. So now he has to wait a whole year for the thing to air. And now that it's over, he's probably sitting around wondering, what's next? I don't have to go back and do that show that was my life. Well, here's a, here's a quote from him, which really kind of goes to show how emotional he was. He says, my final day of shooting, I felt fine. I, I felt fine. I felt fine. Then I went to do my last shots and started hyperventilating a bit, he said. Then they called rap, and I just fucking broke down. It was the onslaught of relief and grief about not being able to do this again. He continued, but the weirdest bit was when we came off set and they started taking the costume off, and I felt like I was being skinned. I felt like they were unceremoniously, for the last time, ripping off this character. Yeah. I, I, I want to I ask this. I just want to pose this question, because like I can, I can actually understand... And I don't understand how he feels, but I can understand how someone can feel like that because when you've been that person for so long, mm-hmm. it's almost like you are like you may be Kit Carrie, but you're Jon Snow. You know what I mean? And yeah. now it's like they're removing that part. It's you've been you've been that character for so long. You live that character. It's who you are. It's who you're recognized by by people on the street and everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Absolutely. To. And now it feels like you're leaving a part of yourself behind. And now you don't know. It's almost like an identity crisis. You don't know what to do anymore. Exactly. No. And he'll he you know he can he'll continue to get acting roles. And he's made money. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's not poor. He's, he's made over eight eight nine million dollars doing this. But the point is, as watch as you watch the show and you see the thousands of people yeah, involved. It's, it's not just the actors that he works with. It's all the people, the makeup artists, the the pyrotechnic people, the caterers, the the stunt people. 
you know, it's like, you're, that's it. You're not going to see them anymore. Yep. That's all over. And so for some people, especially when that's the, that's the role of your life, mm -hmm. there's never going to be anything bigger than Game of Thrones, you would think, for Kid Hat. And that's what he, re he comes to the realization that this is never going to happen again. You know, you can do movies, and there are movie stars who are big stars and do a lot of different things. They always know there's going to be another role, and they move on. For example, Liam Neeson. You know, one movie's over, and the next week he goes out, and then he, he, he says... Uh, sometimes it's maybe good, sometimes it's maybe shit. Sometimes it, the movies are shit, but it, you're still worse. Samuel L. Jackson's making a movie every week. No, he's all, about, he's all actor, about numbers. good though, really gets... I mean, sometimes it can get into your brain a little bit and fuck with you. Like, I, I did Extremities, which um, most people remember Farrah Fawcett. Which one, having... upper extremities or lower extremities? <laughs> Just the lower body. Oh, yes. It was one of Farrah Fawcett's movies where she actually got really great reviews from. They were like, oh, my God, she can act. Um, and the character Marjorie gets uh, attacked and uh, almost raped by a home invader. And then she turns the tables on him. And it's just really, it's like this major mind... F. Yeah, yeah, it's and, it's, it's, it's very, very during, intense. During rehearsals, after rehearsals, I would get in my car, be late at night, I would get in my car, I couldn't go home yet, because I was just, I was so wound up, and I would get in the car, and I would just be crying and crying. So yeah, I can I can totally see how this is happening, and, and hopefully he'll he'll get through this. Right after the end of these shows, I break down emotionally. But, well, yeah, then I go lay down and fall asleep for a couple hours, and I get up, and then... Uh, Back to business. It's it's, but it's very rare. I don't even know. If See that's some of that's uh, that's bully seventy seven. Bully seventy seven Mustang. I wonder if it's ever happened before. I have to go back and look at it. But has anyone ever successfully ever transitioned into another role into another franchise? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. But not to the level like okay. So Kit is Jon Snow, right? Right. And this thing was was huge. It's almost like um. Like like James Gandolfini before he passed away, right? Like so he was in he was in Sopranos. He was always known as Tony Sopranos. That was his big deal, right? Exactly. If he was to go on and do anything else, and he did. always yeah. But and as 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 far as like being a main character in a, in a long stay show, you don't really get the role of a lifetime twice. No, you're right. That's, that, that's, that's the thing. That's a good comparison. James Gandolfini, not a big name coming in. Obviously, nobody knew who but Kid he, had. He was in a million things, though. James no, Gandolfini. but he wasn't a star. No, he was and not I a star. I also don't think that he has as wide of a range as some other people might have. But so he does. Is, but you can look at all the great actors. Look at, uh, look at Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was you know, he was in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. He was, he was Indiana uh, Jones. Indiana yeah. Jones. See, now that's the one. See, I, I did this before. So he's known for all these. And then there's uh, Rocky Stallone, who's pretty much the same guy, except then it's all different he's movies. Rambo, he's Stallone. Yeah. Rambo, he's, he's Rocky. Yeah. It's all the same character. I meant it, but, but, but it, in the movies, yes, it can happen. That can totally happen. Because again, like you mentioned. When you're a superstar, you usually move from one big project right. to the next because you keep getting uh, gigs. The guy, the guy from Married with Children. Yes. He is Ed now on Ed O'Neill. He was married with children. I mean, he was so typecast, like like you would think. Nobody oh, thought he would ever get a role. And now yeah. he's No one family. thought he would ever be he, able to get another role at the magnitude mm -hmm. of Married with Children. It yep. wasn't even like the magnitude. It's just that to be able to be that lead character where you're not only just known as he, he so he won't ever he won't always forever be known as Al Bundy. Correct. He'll be known by the character's modern family because he was able to transition into another decade where he became another star character exactly. or something else. But so it's very a difficult lot of to do. do. And then even even all in the children um all in my all family. All in the family, excuse me, uh the guy that played the lead me character. Hey. No, the the Oh yeah. Um uh, Archie, Archie Bunker, Bunker, who was Carol O'Connor. Carol O'Connor then went into into the heat of the night, where he played a police exactly. officer. Exactly. So, that, so my point is, when you're a well-known, famous actor, and you know you're getting role after role after role, 
leaving one series that goes on for a long time. Look at uh, look at our buddy David Boreanaz. Oh, I know. David I Boreanaz know. went from. Um, Angel, playing, yeah, playing Angel on Buffy, on Buffy the An- Vampire Slayer, and Angel on his own show, and then he went to Bones, which was on for eleven years. That franchise, well, see, Angel, Angel, and Buffy was an easy transition because well, right. it's the same, it's the same character. Right. It's not but basically he was the same Bones, character. but he's actually known more for Bones than he is for. Well, that's right. my point. So he goes and from then, Angel, which made him pretty recognizable for the young audiences, and then he goes to Bones as an FBI agent and does eleven years of that, sh- that show, and then as soon as the show's over. He goes to SEAL team, SEAL team, and it's another completely different role as a as a member of the Navy SEALs. So, but he's he, the pro, the point is there's no downtime. He doesn't have he doesn't sit around. He already knew he was going to do SEAL team when he was wrapping up Bones, and so that's the transition that's easier to make for actors who become famous and could do multiple roles. Exactly. As opposed to a Kit Harrington, who knows he's never going to get anything close to this. Ever in his career, right? Because of this the, magnitude, the likelihood of of any... unless there's a reboot, unless they do yeah. Kit Harrington, John yeah. Snow goes alone. I mean, I guess it's conceivable. John Snow some, must go. That HBO or Netflix could come out with an, a type of a series that could catch on this big. It's exactly. a, it's conceivable. And so now he's in in therapy, and hopefully he gets his head yes. straightened out. You know, we all have therapy. I've been to therapy. Luigi's been to therapy. Robin needs therapy, but won't go. So uh, we all deal with this. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Can we just turn that around? <laughs> this is actually the therapy been, here. This is our therapy session. I have been to therapy. You, I don't think, have you ever, ever, Tony, seen a therapist? Yes, I have. Really? Absolutely. You have gone and sat down on the sofa? What do you think I'm on medication? No. You think I pre- self-prescribed? No, 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 that's not the sofa I'm talking about, Tony. <laughs> not that couch. <laughs> All right, enough of this crap. No, I'm at, I, I want to know the answer. Have yes, you, I have, Robin. Have you had talk therapy? Yes, I have. Oh, I did not okay. know that. So is that, is that, do I get my street cred now yes. because I've been to a therapist? Yes. Everybody has a therapist. I There's no way you can survive anymore without one. I've I think everybody two. needs a therapist. <laughs> I've Luigi, got you got two? <laughs> you know how many therapists I've had? Exactly. I got copays coming out of the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And now Dean and Luigi are in a little war on the... Well, Dean's over here taking some low blows. He goes, look, I Luigi know. went from a wannabe MMA fighter to a wannabe radio guy. Well, well, I'm never, listen, I'm never going to be anything. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, see, that's not, that's, don't, don't take it that way. You know he's busting your chops, man. I know he is, but he's And because the insane. Bruins won game one of the Stanley Cup Finals... I picked the Bruins. He started feeling his, he's feeling his oats now. We said, dude, who's going to stop Boston? They're, 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 they're on a whole other level playing that. I think they're gonna. I think the Blues. The Blues have to win. We're gonna break down hockey. Don't this is don't you worry about. Bad shirt to wear if you're sweating. Yeah, it is, they're really. playing Gloria now, but if they lose, <laughs> they'll be playing the Blues. And pretty exactly soon, right. I'm gonna start getting the wet underneath here. The the boob schwitz. You gonna good. have boob sweat? You have boob sweat going on under there? I got. Pecs I'm, I'm feeling it. It's it's gonna go through my undershirt. We're gonna have a wet t-shirt contest by the time the show's over. Yes, we will. Are you wearing a bra today, Robin? I'm wearing I'm wearing one of those uh, those like tight undershirts that doubles as a bra. I don't know what they call them. I am too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm I'm feeling the boob schwitz the starting boob, to build I'm, I'm up here. Down here. <laughs> so that that is crazy. So now he's announced that he's. Uh, He's in therapy. From what I saw, he's in therapy. But, but, but in rehab, though, isn't it? I thought he went into rehab for well, it's the same no, type it's, of thing. It's, okay. it's therapy. It's therapy. I don't think he went. Did he turn to alcohol or drugs? No. It's just depression, yeah, right? I can't yeah, I can even imagine his, 
is is being a guy like Kit, right? Who who's just wrapped up. The and he biggest... got married. He married one of the chicks on yeah. the show. So it's not like he's alone and he's desperate. No, I, it, it, this is just a, a side note: is that someone like him who just wrapped up the, the biggest thing and all the in all the characters, all the actors on the show, to have it in the can, as they would say, for a year, still live your life, but no, you can't say a word to anyone because you know damn well you're going to get hounded everywhere you go. Yeah, even your friends, like you know, even like your friends going. So tell me, seriously, how's it? End? I can't. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. because if, if God forbid it leaked, you'd be done. Yep, you'd be done. Exactly. Fully 77 Mustang, Sex Chat Tuesday, Wet T-Shirt Wednesday. This exactly. is great. It's What Up Wednesday, too. What Up? Exactly. All right, let's get down to the business now. Because we got some all, we got some Keanu Reeves stuff today. But I want to give up love to my favorite story of the night in baseball. There were two great stories last night, both involving names that you probably aren't familiar with. Even like Miami Marlin fans aren't familiar with this guy. Give me the name. He's playing for the Cincinnati Reds right now. He spent six years in Miami, wallowing in obscurity. He was designated for assignment by the Marlins in the offseason and then signed to a minor league contract by your Cincinnati Reds. Would I know this player anywhere else? Uh, if you followed the Marlins, which very few people did over the last six years, uh, you might remember him. No. I'll give you a hint. He's played... I got it broken down. Look at this baseball breakdown sheet right here. You're not getting that on baseball tonight. It looks like a failed algebra test. It really is. Let me give you a a little knowledge here. I mentioned DFA. He made $2.9 million last year with the Miami Marlins. not bad cake right there. And then the Marlins said, hey, we don't need to pay anybody that much. So what if he had 16 home runs and hit 254? And uh, we have nobody who's really a professional baseball player on our roster. We're going to let this guy go. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm getting emotional. Sorry, you should. People not getting paid $2.6 million anymore. He usually does that to me, too. So he gets signed by the Cincinnati Reds. Because of uh, Scooter Gannett was hurt, he gets a chance to play mm-hmm. for the Cincinnati Reds. And what has he done? I can't believe you don't have him on DFA. Fantasy, they're, they're not DFA they're designated for assignment. Daily Fantasy. Baseball. DFB. Is it DFB? Yeah. Well, it's well, DFS. Daily Fantasy Sports. Same DFS. Thing. I haven't played in a while, man. I'm off. What's the matter with you, man? I am, sorry. You would have this guy if you were in... Derek Dietrich. Oh, I know him. Not Marlena Dietrich. No, no, no. I know him, though. Not Jen Dietrich, who I went to high school with. Oh, no. How many other <laughs> Dietrichs can you name? Marlena Dietrich was the one, the big pole right there. Derek Dietrich. Not Derek and the Dominoes. The big pole. That's actually my Tinder handle. <laughs> <laughs> what did he... And you remember, earlier in the year, they obviously... The Reds and the Pirates are in the same division. Sure. So, they, mm-hmm. so earlier in the year, he hits a home run and drops the bat... And then stares at the ball, and mm-hmm. then rounds, and then, so they plunked him the next time, and the I bench is that. empty. Remember that game? Yep. That's the game where what's his face got the. There were a couple suspensions. Uh, what's his name was involved in pushing and shoving, former the Dodger great who's now with the Cincinnati Reds. I know. I I know. I know. I remember right. the incident. Yasel Puig. Yasel Puig. So, last night, he goes out there, grabs a bat, Derek Dietrich. He doesn't hit one home run. He doesn't hit two home runs. He hits three home runs in the same game. And the interesting thing, if you watch the game in the play-by-play, after he gets after he hits the first home run, was a shot, mm-hmm. and they were all two-run homers. You're th- they're thinking the bro- Reds broadcasters are thinking, uh-oh, they're gonna he's gonna have to get plunked now, right? Because that's mm-hmm. the thing. Guy hits a home run, you got to throw the ball at him. They didn't throw at him. 
They didn't throw at him after the second home run, and they didn't throw at him after the third home well, run. Well, anything they throw at him, he hits out of the yard anyway, <laughs> so what's the point? <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing this one particular one right. on, on rerun right now, uh, so. I, I mean, I mean a, am I wrong, Robin? I mean, why even throw at him? He's just going to hit it out of the park anyway. But the best That's part is, great story. this guy now has 17 home runs this season already, and he's only had, how many at-bats? Like, 118 at bats. Wow. And he's got 17 home runs like already. 14% of the time he's going yard. That's in pretty fact, good. In fact, 12 of his last 17 hits, period, have been home runs. 12 out of 17. It's, yeah, in his last 17 hits, 12 of them have been home runs. He has a. Uh, That's pretty good. He, <laughs> That's pretty. He has good. eight home runs against the Pirates alone out of his 17. He this owns year. the Bucks. He, he owns really them. owns Pittsburgh. He really does. What an unbelievable story. And you know, he's a fun guy. And I, I saw him being interviewed last night on SportsCenter with uh, with um, with my boy late at night there. Who? On SportsCenter. With, I haven't uh, watched SportsCenter in years. The ball well, dude. I have. Uh, I don't the know if I have that. Dude, the ball That's dude. everybody on SportsCenter now. You really narrow it down there, Tony. <laughs> Jesus. I have the... God, that guy was just like cast off into oblivion in baseball. The great Scott Van, Pelt, oh, Scott Van Pelt. Oh, Scott Van Pelt. So That's Scott Van Pelt does a good job. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think he salvaged the SportsCenter franchise with the 11 o'clock show. He really has. He does a great job, great interviews, breakdown, great breakdown, and he doesn't spend the whole show on LeBron well, like you, the rest of the day on ESPN. Well, when you were there in, in, in ESPN's infancy... And Scott what, wasn't even there. No, he was but, at the Golf Channel. No, but what was the big deal with sports? And it was like you had to catch the morning edition and the late yeah. edition. Those were the only, those were the, the main. But two. the times have changed. People can get their information anywhere, anytime. And he, but he does a good job. He's really reinvented the, the late night, the Sports Center at night. So it's a good watch. You get all the highlights. He does good interviews. So he had uh, Derek Dietrich on, and he's got this big gold chain around his neck. I have the interview. We have, we have it, Robin. Awesome. Yeah, let's play. This is this is Scott Van Pelt with Derek Dietrich last night after he hit another three home runs. At the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. He's got a... The, the chain is thick, bro. The chain is on fleet. I got to get me one of those again. I used to have yeah, a big... I used to have those, too. night. I was kidding with you before we started. I'm in the content <laughs> business. You, sir, are in the content production business, whether it's beekeeper outfits, whether it's home runs. Man, you are steady producing. What's What's gotten into you, young man? Uh, I'm just having a lot of fun here in Cincinnati. I really am loving the people that I'm around. The fans, the, the team, the staff, everyone. It makes coming to the park every day a blessing. And I'm just so thankful for the opportunity and the blessing I have here. That's awesome. You also have 17 home runs. It's not the end of May. That's the most you've ever had. Like, how do you, how do you take what's going on around awesome. you and just make sense of it all? This is the best part. Um, you know, I, I always had the belief and the confidence in myself that I could do this and I was capable of of this and um you know once i got here and the people really believed in me and and just let me be myself and just just went to a whole nother level and i didn't change anything i didn't do anything differently they just wanted me to be myself and i'm just so comfortable here with the people and um and it's just been such a fun ride so far and fun is the key word with you. I mean, whether it's, you know, the, the, the outfits, this or that, hitting home runs, just it, it's infectious. I mean, look, it's a game and it's supposed to be fun. But therein lies the rub because you guys in Pittsburgh have had some, you know, you, you come to blows almost over, over the, how much fun you're supposed to be allowed to have. Like, wh- where's the line for that, man? Uh, help, help me understand that. I played 100 years ago, but where's the line? <laughs> um, I think when you're just celebrating yourself and your teammates – and, you know, your accomplishments, that's what it's all about. Nothing that I do ever is intended to 
you know, to, my, to me and the other team or, or to make them look bad or anything like that. I'm always in it for my team, for my guys, you know, for, for, this, for this organization. And uh, if you just keep it, you know, under, within those guidelines, I think, and you just have fun, just be yourself and, and just play and have fun playing this game. I think that's what it's all about. Is, uh, I've got no problems with anybody in this game, and I just love to get to the park and play for us. All right, right on. All right, before I, before I say so long, I mean, I'm staring at the, the rope chain. Like, if I, if I go to the middle of the mall, I go to, like, a kiosk, like, what, what's that going to set me back? That is a handsome piece right there. That's, yeah, it's, uh, well, you won't find us in your local mall. I understand that. that. So I'm, you're you're going to have to, yeah. you're going to look <laughs> long and hard. Um, <laughs> I can't tell you the amount. Uh, my mom's probably going to no, hear this it, later. That's so. tacky. <laughs> I don't want to know. I was, it was the tacky, stupid joke about your chain. My man, you can, you can stunt however you like when you're out there hitting 17 home runs and, and, and having fun doing it. I salute uh, what you're doing and the approach you're taking to the park every day. Keep doing your thing, man. We'll talk again, all right? Appreciate it. There he is, the great Derek Dietrich, my new favorite player in Major League Baseball. He's wearing my number, too, man. Number 22? That's my number. That's Luigi Curto 22. No, did he steal that from you? No, no, I let him have it. He didn't pay me anything. I think he would give me a chance. She asked for the chain in return, though, for the number. And the great Tom Brenneman, of course, as you know, doing the Reds play-by-play in Cincinnati. Uh, by the way, Derek Dietrich, and I said, I said Marlena Dietrich, and people are coming up with some good ones, as they do on the stream chat. I didn't even remember this one. That's why we have the greatest audience since the Miami Beach audience. Yes, Bryony Bears is Arthur Dietrich on Barney Miller. Arthur Dietrich was one of the characters on Barney Miller, not the actor. That was his, his name on the show, I believe. Dean says he loves players with that. Of course, that's that's the whole thing. The guys that go out there are having a good time. Exactly. And, like, it's and this whole thing about then I'm glad Scott Van Pelt asked him that great question about where's the line. Yes. Because you know about showing people up. The guy throws a pitch, you hit a home run. You're not showing them up. You're running the bases. You're not taunting them. You're not pointing at them. You're just enjoying it. The fans are enjoying it, especially when you're home. So I don't get this, you got to show the other guy up. Is that showing the guy up? Wait, but see, there's a line for that too. So it's, it's so guys, hits home, guys hit home runs, right? Like So Bautista was always famous for this, right? Joey Bats. Yeah. He'd hit a home run, he'd flip the bat. What's because, wrong with that? Because he got you. There's nothing wrong. It's great, right? What about a pitcher who throws one, doesn't even wait for the umpire to say anything, starts walking off the mound? He's showing you up, saying, I got you. No, he's not. He's getting out of the inning. He Look, knows the strike pitchers, three. Pitchers get on people. Pitchers show batters up. Batters show pitchers up. It's not a big deal. You're having a good time. It is what it is. It's competition. It is what it is. It's not a big deal. Stop getting your panties in a bunch and getting what all pissed is, off about it. it. I'm not pissed off about it. I, I love like, I love emotion. I love a good bat flip. Uh-oh. What? Oh, who's got Puccelli coming in? You know what time it is, Tony Bruno. It's time to say goodbye, Luis. Not to you. No. Not yet for you. You're getting close, though. <laughs> it's time to say goodbye to those people that are being really stubborn and hanging on to the outdated Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope yes. streams where you can't be as interactive, where you can't get everything that you can get on Twitch. I gotta get a tissue. When you can't be with us for the full three hours, why would you want to continue doing that? Why? Why would you not want to switch over to Twitch, the one and only best place? For live radio. Forget Hulu has live sports. We have live streaming right here. And they don't have to keep throwing money at us like they have to do NBA players to pimp it. You know what I'm saying? I hate You, you like those Hulu has live sports commercials? You've so, seen him. I'm in, my on, feels right. I'm in my feels right now. Bye. Make, ciao. Stop them born. Make, the, the, make the switch Bonjour. to Twitch. It's free. Ciao, ciao, it's ciao. It's free to download. It's free to Come follow. on back. Come on over. Come on back. The water is way better over here. You know what I'm doing tonight, man? What are you doing tonight? I'm getting the I'm getting the Bocelli's album. I'm downloading it. Downloading which one? 
That one right there. Bocelli's greatest hits? No, the one the other, the live show out in Tuscany he did. <laughs> in Tuscany. I'm getting that. I'm getting a bottle, and I'm going outside. I'm taking a walk, and that's it, man. Dude. My fan of Bella Gamina. Gamina, na, na passeggiare. Passeggiare. Roll one up, yeah, baby. Right to the Walt Whitman Bridge, jumping right up that son of a bitch. <laughs> Yet the water at Twitch won't make you itch. So now, so now everybody's gone. Good. We say goodbye to Periscope. We say goodbye to Facebook. Now, exactly. we're, Robin, you said this was only supposed to happen for about ten minutes, but I know. Them, no, we're giving them we extended, extended. We're giving version. them a little. But we're giving them a it's, taste. It's oh, gonna. It's, it's we're giving them a taste, but we're we're it's we're like the Karaman it. comes out. Like you know? it's gonna keep getting shorter like and shorter and shorter. It's like the HBO when Game of Thrones coming out. They gave you a week free so yeah. you can binge watch it. Exactly. And then you suck them in because you know they can't miss it. It's like when you go to a really good restaurant and you're a regular. And they taste. bring out like a little calamari, maybe a little extra from the chef. Just, the a, little, chef. just a little. The something. chef. Uh, this is from the chef. Right. It's a little mixture. It's a little calamari, a little scungee. Right. Could be a little roasted pepper, maybe a little roasted eggplant. And I want to say, bruschetta. Bring out a bruschetta. It is clear that some people. There are a few people who did <laughs> listen to us because our viewers are up. They better be up. It's like two o'clock in the afternoon. I know, seriously, man. Wake up, God we also it. have to thank Andy Mack, um, Andy Mack Live, who has been hosting us. Yes. So he has been hosting up us. Up in live. Toronto, right? Up in Toronto. Getting right? ready for the NBA final. Hosting you? What do you mean hosting you? So he's hosting the show, like you do when you come on here. Yes. So you know he, when you're hosting the show, you're on this channel. Mm-hmm. Well, he's doing, he's live. a partner channel, so he's actually on our channel. That's what I'm saying. Andy Mack has his own right. channel, and then he can take our show and grab it Boom. and put it on his channel. Oh, so, he's, so so okay, so. So when I do my separate program from this under the under the Bruno Nation umbrella over here, which is what we do on this on this channel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what he does is is he has his own separate channel where he does his own entity, but he takes this show and puts it on there as well. So it's almost like it's uh, what's it called? It's um, it's a collaboration sensation. Yes. No. Um, it's like a possession. We have we he he is allowing us to possess. The Andy Mac Live channel. Plus, he's, a, he's right. Good. He's in Toronto. He does TSN stuff on it's the all, Canadian it's like syndicated version. on his show, basically. But he has his own show actually on the air. He's on TV in Toronto, and he has the pulse of the great Toronto area getting ready for the Raptors NBA Finals has, appearance starting tomorrow night, Game yes. One. And he has great it. guests on. So uh, since since you're on here, it's again free to follow Andy Mac Live. So follow when he's not on, for example, like he's not on 24/7 on his own channel because he's got other jobs. So then he puts our show on. Oh, okay. Very cool. Very exactly. cool. Very cool. So you know what I'm saying? It's like a syndication simulcast sensation. Sweeping the nation. Exactly. Like, I put the Bob Ross channel on every once in a while. Bob Ross. Bob Ross's son, you know, is running the Bob Ross channel. So he's Makes an sense. artist, too. And that's one of the more popular channels. People want to chill out. They want to see happy clouds. You go on the Bob Ross channel on Twitch. Yeah. And it's, and it's his. You, I missed. I was like zoned out just for a second while I was reading. Did you say that that is owned and operated by his son? I think it is. Yes. Yes. So I didn't. Know I know his son that. is doing it. I, I yeah. guess he owns so it. I mean, who son, else would get the rights he, after he died? Yeah. His son also paints. That's what I said. He does, he does the same and stuff. The Twitch channel that um, is the Bob Ross channel is operated by him. So he plays not only his own videos. He does but his own paintings. But yes. he owns all of his dad's videos and he replays those. He has all the content. Yeah. So instead of having to wait for PBS to show it at like four in the morning or on a Saturday morning it's when you're stumbling in. 24 7 Bob Ross. And Bob Ross Jr. Every single episode. And how many times did you get up and watch Bob Ross with the happy clouds on a Saturday morning? Whenever it was on, up? I couldn't stop watching it. Exactly. I would always watch it. I like, I'm watching him do it, and then he'd just take the knife and just and just throw that mountain up there. Oh, yeah. Like that. I'm going, how did, how did he Got to have the right tools. 
Love Bob Ross. And he did that while he was completely just mellow. Chill. I actually got, I could do the Bob Ross method. Yeah. I've done Bob Ross style. Because before Bob Ross, there was I the other Gangnam guy. Style. That's I do Gangnam Style. I go Gangnam Style. I should, you know what I should do? I should. We put, should do a live. I should do a live painting on the show, like Bob Ross. We should, you should paint. You should paint a car outside getting a PPA ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a happy little PPA ticket. No, I got the mountains where you pull down the white and then you add the uh, lizard and crimson. You know, and you die, you know, I know all the colors. I got the whole palette. I'll yeah, add on the Amazon wish list. <laughs> I will add one of those Bob Ross painting kits and see if one of the the if oh, somebody buys one. it for Tony. Because I used to have the Tony knives. I had all there. that stuff. I had the thing where you when you you know you have the big four inch brush, which is basically a regular paintbrush, mm -hmm. and then you dip it in the cleaner, and then you slap it on the thing, you'll boom, 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 and you get the dry it out. So that you need a dry brush when you try to pull down the happy Deadpool clouds. Deadpool does that fantastic. Yeah, the Deadpool. You ever see Deadpool yeah. do? Uh, when he goes. Yeah. Robin, didn't you do that though? Like, haven't you painted that stuff before? Have you tried? I have never tried thought, painting in the Bob Ross method. <laughs> All you gotta do is get high. What are you doing? It's easy. <laughs> there was no before there was Netflix and chill. Bob there was Ross. Bob Ross and chill. You had no choice but chill when Bob. Before Ross Before there was a serious XM chill channel, there was Bob Ross and chill. But there was a guy before Bob Ross, the German dude. What? Well, he was in German. Remember, I told you yes. that Bob Ross actually, I don't know if he say stole, but he took the same method from this guy who was, I don't know if he was German or Austrian, but I used to watch him, and he, he had a really thick accent. So that's why when he was painting, my kids would watch it with me, and he would say, I always thought he was saying a little bit of crim a little bit of crimson in there. Uh huh. It's actually alizarin crimson, which is the color of the oil paints that he uses. Alizarin crimson. No, alizarin crimson. Alizarin crimson is one of the colors when you're using when you're doing oils oh, or even it. pastels. I'm looking Bill Alexander. What about edibles? Is that the same? Bill thing? Alexander. Okay. Play a taste. This is the guy who's oh, yeah. doing Bob Ross. Robin's going to chew it up. If you thought Bob Ross started this, he didn't start it. He perfect. Bob Ross was in the military. I'm dying. This guy, Bill Alexander. Oh, I got it. I you got don't it. remember this guy? No, but I got. I got to give a shout out to to Go Joe. That's KOP. Yeah, Rob Ross and Chill always ended with someone's face getting painted. Oh. <laughs> I normally don't laugh that hard at something someone says, but that. Okay, here we go. So here is William Alexander. This I is. I have to bring myself to that happy summer mood. Sunday morning, the kids yeah. are all dressed, Listen. and we walk through that wonderful field. I got to smell the flowers. I have to hear, hear the birds. And the breeze, load up now, load up with everything you see, see in that painting. See? Then it's easy to put it on the canvas. All right, I have bothered myself up, and I will <laughs> fire in. When I, I use that word fire in, I love that word fire in because I like to fire in like this. I hate to, to go on the I want to be fresh, I want to be powerful. I want to be the commander, the chief, All the battle rusher. Well, of course. And then it I works. I fire it in there, it too. It for everyone. If My exit get, velocity has got to be about buck 20 right now. I do a lot, lot of ponds. We have fish ponds home. And I do a lot of digging sometimes. Yeah. And it, it's, it's hard. So but Bob it's not hard where's because his I sing neck? all the time. <laughs> I constantly hum and sing. Bob, Bro and Bob Ross has a better afro, though. The yes. job is done. I but don't this guy, Bill Anderson, I've seen him in the time. was on before Bob Ross. Bob Ross, this guy sued Bob Ross, claiming that he stole his act. It's a different type of a power. Okay, see, in no time, I got already a depth there, a happy blue sky. See? I want to add a touch of red to that because it's a happy Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And it's kind when of he even stole some of the lingo. In the sky. Happy clouds. Happy clouds. Happy sky. But this guy was more manic. He, Bob Ross was chill. Sunshine. Yeah. 
Red is more sunshine than even yellow. See? But with that yellow, I couldn't go into the, I couldn't go into the, to the blue. You know what happened? If I go into the blue with yellow, it would turn mm -hmm. green. <laughs> So, well, I love, I love Dean. Did you hear about the new blonde paint? There's it's a new, not, wait a minute, there's a new blonde paint? Yes. This is from Dean. It's not very bright, but it's cheap and spreads easily. Oh! <laughs> That's Florida humor right there, folks. There you go. There you That's have it. That's the great Bill Anderson. See, I, when I, my kids were growing up when they were young, we, you know, we didn't have all the cable channels and stuff. We used to watch PBS on Saturday mornings. Oh. Right, we used to watch people. What you used to watch, Bill Anderson. PBS was good, good program. You had the Muppets, yes, Sesame yeah. Street, and then you had Bill Anderson painting, and then you had Bob Ross, and then you had the Italian women cooking. Oh. Long before we had, uh, she came later though. Lydia, yeah, Lydia came, came much later. later, and then the other chick, Maria, uh, no, um, Esposito, Esposito, Mary Esposito, Marianne Esposito, Marianne Esposito, yeah, and all those shows. And then you would have the traveling show. What was the guy who did the traveling show? Who would go all around the all around the world? You would see him in like boats. I got yeah, Rob, we watched that guy yeah, a lot yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, you know he does his, his yeah. Euro, he does so and so does Europe. So yes. and so, yeah. It was good um, stuff, man. He's Steven, still on. Steven something, Steve. Uh, Isn't his name? He's still Steve? on. I, I Rick have Steves. A, Rick Steves. Rick Steves. That's exactly Rick Steves right. Steves tours, Rick Steves Europe tours travel. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, he goes everywhere all over the world. Love I like him. that stuff. Rick Steves. He's kind of a dweeb. Yeah, he's a dorky guy. He's dorky, but but he knows his stuff and yeah. he goes yes, he all does. over the place. He's Talk nice. about a great gig, man. He just gets he, he hooks himself up with travel agencies and then he gets and he films the stuff and he's been doing it for decades. And he gives you like all the special little little hidden exactly. gems. Like when, when you're here, the locals say be here. If like, you, you want know? crack, like here in Barcelona, I know this nice little crack joint. Right. And this is where I go whenever I come to town. Now, when you're in Italy. And, and I'll get some little hottie, like an interpreter or some hot chick who's like a tour guide. And gets them into the like the tiny spots that nobody knows about. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're in Italy, right? You would say like, you know, if you want a good, you want you want this good pasta, you got to go to Tuscany, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, if you were here in Philadelphia and you came in, you said, I want to get some good meth. Let me take you to a place called Tacconi. Gladney NC says. Gladney NC says that Rick Steves is a little bit of a know-it-all. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. well, if you had that kind of knowledge, if you traveled as much as, and you traveled a lot, Robin, and I've traveled not as much as you because you grew up in Europe right. and you traveled all over, but I would be, I'd be smelling my own shit too. Would you? Yeah. The I, guy's everywhere, man. I know, but yeah, I watch that show and I get pissed off. I get pissed off when I watch these people traveling and going to all these beautiful places. Saying, I could do that. So was I. We need to do some kind of a traveling no, actually, show. No, I couldn't. I couldn't do. I couldn't do it the way you would do it. I, but I still get pissed off because I want to go. <laughs> but I, could, exactly, I couldn't do the narration part. It's ridiculous, man. And then uh, Janul27 said, who was the older oh, woman with a British accent? Nigella Lawson. Nigella That's Lawson. That's my girl right there. I've never seen. I gotta, oh, oh, let me pull Nigella Lawson. Not Julia Child. Nigella Lawson. I'm telling you right now. I don't even like British food. She could cook me some of that shit that she whips up on there, and I'd eat anything. She would. She would. Cook I would eat it out of a. I would eat it out of a dog dish. She would cook on in her, her negligee. Not in her neg. She was. She's not tawdry. She's actually pretty refined. No, but she. She's just hot in, though. She cooked in her negligee. How about that? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Let me see if I can find one. Hang on. Yeah, Carmen, Carmen, was Carmen San Diego, Arthur. There were a lot of great shows. Carmen San Diego was 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 great. They wanted to do a reboot with that. Now, whatever, going to use adults. It's an like, come on, man. man. Not Rick D's nuts. No, that's a different not show. Rick that's D's a, nuts. D's nuts. <laughs> 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 
That was the best. <laughs> Yan can't cook. Yan I mean, can't cook the best. Listen, I love the the guy, the 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 the, the, tra- the galloping gourmet. Remember that guy? He was guy? great. Yep. He was like the first TV chef because he was on like main television. He wasn't just on PBS. He had his own show every day, and he would open a bottle of wine. Graham Kerr, remember him? No. Not Steve Kerr. No, not Tim Kerr. Not Tim Kerr. I need to find some of her old stuff. Her newer stuff, she's not wearing quite as sexy the clothing. Magic School Bus? Magic School Not the Bang Bus. Not the Bang that, Bus. That's no. available on... Uh... Zubilee Zoo was on there. <laughs> Zoo- <laughs> Zubilee Zoo. Remember Zubilee Zoo? <laughs> Zubilee Zoo. Zubilee Zoo. Where the hell is this show gone today? It's going out the freaking window. Damn right. It's, it's not the heat, by the way. It's the humidity. It's, it's the, stupid. the stupidity that's, right. that's getting this show, unfortunately. What's that today? meter at? Stuck on stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, let's get down to something really important, Robin. Well, I can't. Anyway, look up Nigella Lawson. You can find her. I'll look it up. Oh, we're, oh, we're right now the hockey action. No, you don't need to look it up. I'm telling other people to look it up. She's no, smart. I no, I won't look it up. You've never seen Nigella Lawson? I showed her to you. Not Mugu Guy Fieri. And has everybody Stay shared the show? Conrad in Vegas. I, I hope everybody shared the show at least once already today, by Share. the way. Share Maybe you can do it again. Share the show and then wait about three minutes when you recover and then share it again. Yes. You can never share too often. Sharing is caring. Tonight, up at the TD Garden, all of those uh, barstool guys will be in there whacking their carrots. Watching the Boston Bruins, the stool presidente, you know he'll be there. Of course. By the way, I love the barstool guys. <laughs> I do. Although, they you know, that pizza thing that the stool presidente does. I think it's great. It's great, but what's a Jewish guy know about great pizza? I, I mean, don't know. for God's sake, come on. Let's be honest. He went into Mac and Manco's and thought it was great pizza. No, nah, as I said, 7.3, are you crazy? What, you want dope? By the way, I... I so it's Mako and Manco now. Mac is out of there. I think I put up a thing saying that all pizza, all shore pizza is basically an overrated triangle. Overpriced, overrated triangle. It is, because and, you're stuck there and you're going to get it. And people go, what are you talking about? You don't know anything. So most, some people were doing that. I said, no, you're only saying that because of the nostalgia factor. Because you didn't know anything better about getting drunk on the boardwalk and having your favorite boardwalk pizza. That doesn't mean that it's good. Exactly. That's it. Let's get back down to the hockey action. Tonight, I got to get the latest line. I said the other day, I thought the Blues would win game one. And they almost did. Well, they didn't almost do it. They went in there. What happened? Bruins were rusty. They jumped on them 2-0 in the first period. They were stunned in Boston. But then give the Bruins credit. They fought back, tied it up, and got the go-ahead goal and mucked and grinded in the entire third period. And then the empty netter made it a 4-2 game. And yes, ladies and gentlemen. So tonight, game two. The line was minus 155. Bruins in game one, which is not a big number if you're a heavy favorite. What was the line tonight? I don't know. I haven't even checked on it. I thought that's what you were checking for. No, I was checking on some other. I want the freshest damn lines that I want them now. If you need it, I got it. I gotta go to Vegas I'm already on it. Just waiting for So the other night, because the Blues have to win this game tonight. Let me just tell you right now. This is a must win game, Robin. Can you play a little glory for me too while we're doing this? Right now. I'm sticking in my seat now. I hate when you get when you're wearing shorts and you start sticking to stinking vinyl chairs. You got yeah. Boston minus one sixty, Tony. Minus one sixty. Yeah, over under five and a half. Minus one sixty. Yeah, minus. I've seen it as high as minus one seventy, but it's minus one sixty right now. St. Louis at plus one forty. And remember, game one was minus one fifty five, so Correct. that's not a big nine for a home favorite. Yeah, it's like a coin flip. Exactly. And that's why, and I'm surprised it's 160 tonight. Listen, Boston's the better team. There's no doubt about it. Nobody's playing better. 
But the St. Louis Blues, if they're going to win their first Stanley Cup ever, they have to win tonight's game. Does that mean they're going to win? No. But if I were a gambling man, I'm a rambling man because I was born a rambling man. I haven't been born a gambling man, but you know, online betting in Pennsylvania is moments away, Luigi. Did you see that? Yes. It's going to happen any moment now. And then we'll have online action, and Pennsylvania will enter the 20th century. Unfortunately, we're 19 years into the 21st century, but we're finally catching up. I'm going to take the Blues tonight. Not because I hate the Boston Bruins and hate Dean and anybody who's ever associated with Boston <laughs> and all those barstool guys who are nothing but Boston honks for the most part. <laughs> I think... Uh... No, I wouldn't bet on this game. I mean, this, this is a hard game to bet on. It's hard to get bet against the Bruins at home. But the Blues, they're a gritty, gutty crew. They are a gritty, gutty crew. They got to score on the power play, and they got to stop taking stupid penalties. They take stupid penalties tonight, they're going to get blown out because the Bruins score on the power play better than anybody I've seen in a long, long time. I don't know. I, I think uh, the only way that St. Louis actually wins this game is if Boston takes it easy. Thinking no. That they are, I, I, that's the only way I, I think this happens because I can't, I can't see Boston losing this night. I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's going to look easy. One, minus 115, Dean says, is a coin flip. One, minus 155 is like one and a half to one. Right. Basically. I mean, it's not a huge favorite. That's my, my point is, normally, if you're a really big favorite, and forget about it, there's no puck lines, this is all money line now. Well, the reason why it's, it's not that big of a favorite also is because Vegas does know that St. Louis, that, that this is a, a, an absolute must-win game. Absolutely. Because if they don't split home ice, forget it. Like, you go, you want to see what a, a, a go back to when LeBron was with the... Uh, with the Miami Heat. Uh-huh. They were minus 2,000 in games. Yep. You had to lay 2,000, and this is straight up winner. This is without the spread. Yeah, it was Hockey's the same. the same thing. It's straight up. You can get you can get You can get line. puck lines. It's minus a puck and a half, so they got to win by two goals. Exactly, and that's the empty net, and that, I don't like puck lines in hockey. Get the puck lines out of here. But minus 160... What's it? So it's plus. What's it? What's it on the other side? If I take the blues, plus one forty, one forty-five is where I'm seeing it. Plus one forty-five. If I had an extra two hundred dollars burning a hole in my pocket, I'd take the plus one forty-five tonight. Okay. Because it's not a big bet. It's not. You're not risking your life or your mortgage payment or no. your monthly welfare check. I just don't. I just don't have the faith in St. Louis to win. I just think Boston is is that much of a better team, and I think they'll stay within themselves and won't let them go in there and lose a game to give any kind of momentum to St. Louis going back home for Game Three. So that's why I think Boston will take care of business at home, go up two nothing, and then put it in St. Louis hands at home. That's what I think. Will happen. Exactly. Because for them, because don't forget, Tony, if they do win tonight, Boston, and it, if they win tonight, they get to go to St. Louis with a lot less stress and a lot Absolutely. less pressure. You know, they'll, they'll they'll go there. They know they got two on the road, but they already have two in the bank. Exactly. So it's huge. Not one, not the money in the bank. That stupid WWE thing they did the other day with the what's his face. That's, that's, that's the one of the Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar won money in the bank. Did he really? I don't know. I don't have any hurt. money in the bank, so I wouldn't know anything about that. It's ridiculous, man. Anyway, that's your hockey action for tonight. Firing it back up again. Hit it again one more time. Talk this stuff. <sighs> Is NBC uh, KW? Is NBC going to bring Dennis Leary back to rub one out on the Stanley Cup? Oh. <laughs> no, but stool president, they will. Yeah, probably. You're always on the <sighs> please make it stop. <laughs> Turn the song off, please. <laughs> please don't. What's wrong with this song? This is, I don't get tired of this song. Unlike other songs that wear out, do you get tired of hearing this song, Robin? 
No, I don't for whatever reason. It's one of those weird Yeah, songs I don't know why. <laughs> well, I'm playing dropping like a tot right now. <laughs> Let's go to... Now, I'm getting reports from uh, an unnamed source who will remain anonymous on our... T- that... Uh, What's that, Tony? That Barstool rigs their page views? No, no, no. Or rigs, rigs and, and young. young page views from Barstool Sports. Both are from St. Louis, and they're both oh, okay. blues fans. All right. Is this true? The St. Louis radio stations played this song 24 hours after the last two series clinchers? Wow. I would say probably 20. Talk about beating something to death. (laughs) Jesus. I like it. I like it. No. It's like playing Christmas music, like starting in like October on radio stations. What's the other song they played in in, in Biodome on loop? We can dance if we want to. We Why? can leave our friends behind. Why 98 FM in St. Louis is cracking this song for 24 straight hours. Yeah, I would call them and go, Why? <laughs> no, that's all right. Listen, what else are they going to play? Today's top hits. Play they, little... they burn those out all the time anyway. It's St. Louis, Tony. got played a remix to, the remix to Atlanta. Exactly. Play a little Louie. You know what I mean? Play a little Nelly. Well, well we played a lot. We played all the St. Louis hits that's last right. week. Remember that? Damn right. I just want to point out, uh, I said That's it here. Like on the, I busted out Chingy, Chingy. Chingy. I want to point out on the, uh, I, I wrote this on the chat room already, wow. but every single time anybody shares the show, yeah. we see an uptick in, in people that are watching and viewers. So it does work, people. Just wanted to let you know that we thank you. Share the show often, not just once. And here's why. People think, oh, if I'm going to share it, people are going to go, why are you sharing this all the time? It's not but like it, retweeting the same retweet. Right. No, d- it's not like the remix to the ignition. If you're Normally, on, I don't if do If you're this. on Twitter or Instagram and you just you, you share the show, on the timeline, it doesn't show up right next to each other. You let, you know, half an hour pass, and then you share it again, and then it works. I like people to have the – I, I want to have more people have their walk-up music. I want to hear more people, like, leave and then come back in, so I want to hear their walk-up music. <laughs> so can everyone in the chat room right now just get the hell out and then re-enter? No, 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 no. I, I, think, hear- I think you can actually – if you have one of those uh, – oh, you know what? I take that back. What's that, Robin? I don't know if the it's, – it's on. Well, it wasn't on the right place. What's that? I'm playing oh. it, so I don't hear it. Well, you're not going to hear it through this computer. Well, right? it's... Oh, that's why. Ah. Yeah, but, but the sound was on this, my computer. It wasn't put into the audio. Oh, you have, this, you have this computer wired for sound. Yes, cool. absolutely. Nice. We got to bust out some changy, man. Right there, right there. When you're her, when you're her. See, now, if they played this for 24 hours, how long would it take you to go nuts after Seven you? minutes. No. <laughs> I think I'm less at, like, maybe maybe five. No, I could I could listen to this for a couple hours at least. Unless you get some bitches, <laughs> get some bitches in here shaking it. CSMC29 goes, Tony is bald with no her. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Oh, it's the remix. Everything. By the way, Chingy, on tour this summer, baby. 
Where? going to be in Dubuque, Iowa. And I will be in Dubuque, Iowa. At the Iowa. Five Flag Center on June 29th. And I will be there as well. Then, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the Ozarks and you love that show, The Ozarks, don't you, on, on uh, Netflix? It's fantastic. Hopefully they come back for the third season. At the Camdenton, Missouri, Ozarks Amphitheater, ladies and gentlemen, June 28th. Shingy. You can find it. Be there. <laughs> you got to go out in the woods and look for it. Exactly. You drive past what's his name, who's in that show, Ozark, Robin. No, the dorky guy who was who's now doing a lot of these crazy shows. Jason, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the one who goes down there and he has money and then he finds it? I want to watch more of it, but I haven't watched the rest of it yet. Well, they film it in Atlanta, so now everybody's boycotting Atlanta. They don't really film it in the Ozark Mountains. Did you know that? No. Um, I thought it was like in North Carolina, yeah. Oh, it's the Ozarks, which is uh, West Virginia. It's fun seeing some new some new chat room names on here. Yeah. Uh, KW021974. This is Chingy. C-H-I-N-G-Y on tour this summer in the Ozarks. I'll be there. Da- not Danny Ozark. He's Danny still Ozark. <laughs> no, no, not Ozark Mountain Daredevils. What is that? There's a group called the Ozark Mountain Daredevils, Robin. Remember that? This is spitting knowledge that is just beyond human comprehension. God, Robin, can you look up Ozark Mountain Daredevils? Swedish, uh, Swedish Chef 2019 says the St. Lunatic Show. Absolutely. <laughs> All about the St. Lunatic. He, this, he this says is... he lives close to Camdenton. Not Camden, New Jersey. Nobody wants to live close to there. No. Tony, this is a song that most people probably know already by the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Yeah. You, just you. Don't, you don't remember the name of the group, but you remember Thank the song. Thank you for listening to us tonight. Everybody at home, thank you for turning on your TV onto this channel this time. We thank you as well. Another song called If You Want to Get to Heaven, Gotta Raise a Little Hell. Come yeah. on, see us, will you? Yeah. This is when long hair. But Jackie was Blue really was their big hair. Jackie Blue was their big hair, Robin. harmonica usage. What is this, Robin? Like circa 78? Uh, this wasn't a big hit. Jackie Blue, Robin. See, that shows you didn't know who the Ozark Martin did not daredevils were. Jackie Blue. He needed the money. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Are you playing that now too, Tony? Yeah, get rid of that one. I want to go to the recorded version. Studio version. Get rid of that. This is their big hit, Robin. Okay. You, oh, this is great. I know this. Robin's playing the fringe cuts, the live cuts, the B-sides. B-sides. I'm giving you the hits, baby. Robin's a little eccentric. That's okay. Every now and again, you got to dive into those B-sides. You don't B-sides. know the Ozark Mountain Daredevils. I don't know if I know the song. Shit. <laughs> Come on. You haven't heard this song, Robin? Absolutely. They would actually consider this yacht rock. Believe it or not, even though these guys were like bluegrass and all over the place. It was the early 70s. That's great Ozark knowledge right there. <laughs> yes, the Blues Traveler had some spectacular harmonica usage as well. Oh, they skipped. This song's record skipped. This has been heavily doctored, like the Nancy Pelosi video, apparently. 
idea Muller can take up a harmonica now. He's got time on his hands. What do you think, Tony? Another job for Muller. There's some other Ozark well-known thing. I'm trying to think. Something of the Ozarks. Not a musical group. Just do an Ozark search one. That's what I'm doing right now. I want to go my little guitar riff. The Ozark Cooler. The Lake of the Ozarks. KW, Lake of the Ozarks, Robin. You got that one? It's not a song, it's actually a place. Oh, okay. There's also the Ozark Music Group. There's a group called the Ozarks? It's a youth, it's a youth thing. It's a what thing? It's a youth, youth youth. Band. Yeah, youth. Youth? Are they from uh, Utah? What's a youth? What's a youth? Not musical youths. Oh, I'm getting this stuff by late, you know, things to do at Lake Ozark and other things. And <laughs> Michael Avenatti and Mueller are creating a rap group called License to Steal. <laughs> it's from Trevor. It's Mueller, Robin. I hate when people say Mueller. Oh, I always it's say Mueller. It's spelled Mueller, but it's called Mueller. Not Bueller, of course. Bueller. 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 There's still three original members of the, uh, of course, our buddy Bridie Baird, who is Pat and Indy, whose musical knowledge is not on par with Tony Bruno, but it's up there. This I, man knows his shit. Let me tell you that right shit's now. Shit's pretty hot, bro. Yes. <laughs> Dean writes, Tony looks like he could use some Sewell softener after those facial res- expressions during the guitar. When you're doing air guitar, you can't fake it. No, you got to put, put some feeling into it, man. What do you do? Like some idiot who doesn't even know how to get into it? When you're playing air guitar, that's why there's air guitar national championships. A true musician doesn't worry about what he looks exactly. like while he's playing. You see some Dean. of the great drummers, Ginger, uh, the Ginger Baker... Why and, you, and all the other great drummers, man, they're, they're into it. People are watching this, right? Yes. And he's saying this. Why don't we put on a song, we do a little, and we do a little air band right now. Tony, go well, guitar. we got a bunch Robin, of airheads in here. That's what I'm saying. I'll do the drums. Robin, you do something else. You guys go guitar. I'll do drums. Let's, let's let people see this. I could do drums. I was a I drummer. Get, I actually played drums. Now, apparently, Bradley this, Cooper does a really mean air guitar. He, he performed on Jimmy Fallon. Well, he's an yes. actor. So, I, mean. I mentioned Danny Ozark already. I'm way ahead of you, Mr. Swedish Chef. I think it's a mister. I don't know if it's a man or a woman, but not Bill <sighs> Mueller. <sighs> See what happens when you don't have any air down here? That was a pretty good air guitar, don't you think? I, yeah, I was, I was checking it out. It was good. Give me that would shit, you, Dean. Would you like to see Bradley Cooper doing air guitar and Jimmy Fallon? Not no, really, not but go really. ahead and play it anyway, Rob. To be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> doesn't really do anything for me, but, you know, hey, whatever. I do like me some Bradley I Cooper. See, I, I want to see Bradley Cooper do a sequel to one movie and one movie only. Limitless. No. What? Not that dumb one where he's a chef, too. That was burnt. Burnt. He was burnt. That movie burnt quickly. Yeah, it wasn't that great. The best Bradley Cooper movie was his first movie, Midnight Meat Train. Oh, yeah, yeah. They so got to do, do a sequel to that. Bradley Cooper, do us a favor. Do a sequel to Midnight Meat Train. Did you ever see that movie, Luigi? I've never seen it. Oh, you got to see that movie. It is the greatest Bradley Cooper movie of all time. It was his first. And you know who else is in it? Who? The big British guy who's in a lot of movies as the heavy. What's his name? Uh... Shit. Can't think of his name now. He's in a lot of movies. It's a big British guy, muscular. Sort of looks like the wrestler... That does a lot of movies now. Well, here's here's the trailer for Midnight Meat. Oh, let's Train. watch this. This I'm telling you, if you got nothing to do this weekend or tonight or anything, rent it or it's on TV a lot. You can you can probably not Jason Statham. No, it's a British dude. He, I know Jason. How long ago was this movie come out? This was like 2005. 
because no one's ever captured it. Not the way it really 2008. is. 2008. 2008. That's my goal. That's my dream. He's a photographer. The next time you find yourself at the heart of the city, stay put. Keep shooting. It's a great movie. It began with a photograph. Yes. A single act of unthinkable evil. Yes. What happened? I saw it. Take your pictures to the cops. Vinny Jones, that's the dude. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say it was gonna be Vinny Jones. Yes. But this isn't his first movie though, because yes. Wedding Crashes was his first movie. No, this yes, is this is Bradley Cooper's first. No, movie. it was not. Yes, it is. No, it was not. These represent missing people for the last three years. The only way to make it stop. I followed them into the subway. Make it he stop. Butchers them like cattle. <laughs> they never find the remains because he unloads the meat somewhere. Is to go for the ride. All these trailers. I got a train to catch. In a world. In a world. <laughs> where Vinnie Jones is a butcher. What the hell is that? I'm telling you, you if you haven't seen this movie. You will, it's not like anything you would expect. I'll check it out. It's a thriller. It, it's, it's an amazing movie. But Bradley Cooper's first movie was Wedding Crashers. Are you sure? Yeah, no, it was. No, yes, it you're was. not. Wedding Crashers wrong. came out in 2005. This came out in 2008. Bradley Cooper was one of the stars in Wedding Crashers. But he was the star His of His very movie. first debut in a movie, you both are wrong, was Wet Hot American Summer in well, 2001. Right. Okay. So you both are wrong. Okay. Everyone has a weak spot. And there's... Everybody has a weak spot, a wet spot, a dry spot. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen this movie... And I think there should be a sequel. It looks kind of cool. I would check it out. It's it's really somebody it, press stop on that before the next video plays. No, she did already. No, okay. She's got to pot it down. Pot it down. For now what, here is Bradley Cooper's air guitar, just so that we can okay. see a true actor. And by the way, I know Jason Statham's from Britain. I interviewed him I, after he did the first uh, transporter? Trans, trans, transporter movie. Mm-hmm. I had him on my show in L.A. in when the morning. On the Fox show, right? And I asked him, I wanted to be in the next transporter movie. And I didn't care. I said, I could be a guy, like you're dragging a guy with a car down the street in one of your Audis. I just wanted to be in a movie, even right. if he has to kill me. I just wanted to make a cameo in a Jason Statham movie. One of the coolest guys. He lived in Santa Monica, you know. Did so, you really? Yeah, it was cool, because when I lived out there, I got all these, I got anybody on the show. I love Jason Statham. Now he's in that new movie with, what, The Rock, which is a Fast and Furious spinoff kind of thing. But it's not, even the, like, it's not even the same thing to do. I guess it's a Fast and Furious franchise which they now have turned into not just dumb drag racing movies. But anyway, let's see uh, Bradley Cooper playing a meat guitar. And the, the, you, meat guitar. And the meat guitar. The <laughs> meat guitar. Or a meat puppet. Have a lot you ever of people are playing with their meat puppets today. Talk about town, I'll show you how to play a meat guitar right now. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. For you, no problem. Let me strum now, he... If he could just he if he can just pl- uh, speak French. No, Midnight Meat Train la la. is not on Bang Bros, Brassers, or Red Tube. It is okay? a weird, Speaking it is. of tuna and an axe. <laughs> Love the wig. You could do that with a wig, Tony. Yeah. He looks like Sideshow Bob. That's why I got a Rip D. Is he not into the air guitar? The national championships of air guitar is not just people standing up yep. there doing nothing you've got to get into it people have to think like you're playing the damn song now he actually knows how to play the guitar though too so shit i'm better than that he's just strumming he's not even he's not even playing individual notes no he 
he's picking a little bit. No, he's not. He's playing strumming. He's playing. Yeah. He's playing rhythm. No, guitar. he's picking. He ain't picking shit, except hot chicks all over the place. No, if you have Amazon Prime Video, you have Prime Video, Luigi? No, I'm poor. You can see Midnight Meat Train on Prime Video. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna Prime Meat in that movie. I don't want to give away the ending. I like the fact that. But it he, has something to do with meat. He obviously knows how to play an electric guitar because he's playing a little, a little whammy right there. That's, now that's good air guitar. Because I'm a picker, I'm a grinner. I already did that line, Robin. I know. I definitely I, I don't. I don't want to see it anymore. We don't care what you want, Luigi. Thank you. I appreciate that. You guys really made me feel like a part of the team. Get out! Get out! <laughs> I do love me some Bradley Cooper, especially when he speaks French. Uh, he All right, enough about French. Brad. Just because he's from Philly. He's from Philly. He's good-looking, and he speaks the French. So do I, Robin. He's I know. picking the Lady Gaga's pubes out of his teeth, I think somebody said in that one scene. And I still haven't seen that movie, and I have no desire to see A Star is Born. I'm sorry, Luigi. I want to see it. I actually do want to see it. I don't want to see it. I've seen it too many times. It's good. By the way, I have the, uh, the movie that you need to see also. KS. At Cole's Friends and Family Sale, the back-to-school savings add up with an extra 20% off. Save on Skechers for the family. Girls stretch jeggings, just $12. And save on an Instant Pot and luggage. Plus, take an extra 10% off home. Plus, everyone gets Kohl's cash. Plus, free Amazon returns now at all Kohl's stores. This weekend at Kohl's. Offers valid July 25th through 28th. 20% with promo code SHOPFAMILY. 10% off home with promo code HOMEDEAL10. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. I got it. On our Amazon Prime wish list. Yes. Oh, that's right. The, the, the Team America or something. Team like America World Police uncut, unedited. And Rob and I, I, had, I, I forcibly made Robin watch it the other night. Forcibly. She was bound and gagged. And I said, you have to see the sex scene in this movie. And the uncut. I thought unedited. I was going to be seeing another sex scene. Boy, was I disappointed. This is the greatest. <laughs> the fact that they even shot this sex scene with these puppets. Oh, it was, it if was... you haven't seen it, it is the most hilarious Disgusting, disgusting, ridiculously over-the-top scene you will ever seen. I ever seen. I seen it. Yeah, David Boreanaz is from the Philly. Actually, his dad, Dave Roberts, David Boreanaz Sr., his brother, he, he, his name was Dave, Dave Roberts. He was a weatherman here in Philadelphia. Yes, but, he was. But he's from Buffalo. So Boreanaz was born in Buffalo, but then his dad moved to Philly and was the weather guy here on Channel 6 forever. And so David Boreanaz technically grew up in Philly and became a Flyers fan and then became an actor, obviously, and moved out to California. So Boreanaz has Philly roots. You know who else has Philly? Obviously, the guy we're talking about. What's his name again? Bradley Cooper. Bradley, that dude. That you know who else has Bra Philly roots? And he was one of my heroes from last night in Major League Baseball, Luigi? Who? Devin Smeltzer. Smeltzer? De Devin Smeltzer. Smeltzer. What a great story this kid is. Lay it on me because I have no idea who it is. Now, when he was nine years old, he grew up in Philly also. Philly kid, he was diagnosed with bladder cancer at age nine. Wow, okay. You may have seen this story last year. And so obviously he was going through chemotherapy. He was at, his head was completely bald when he was going through chemo as a nine-year-old, but he grew up a Phillies fan. And one of his dreams was to meet 
Chase Utley because he grew up watching the Phillies when they won the World Series. So one day he went down there and he, he, he got an autograph from Chase Utley back when he was nine years old. Not Chase Utley, this kid, Devin Smeltzer. Okay. So fast forward to last year, he was drafted by the Dodgers late in the, in the draft. He's, now he became a pitcher. I remember this. Right. Okay. He, was, he, was, he loved baseball. He wanted to be in baseball, so he played baseball as he grew up. He beat the cancer, and then the Dodgers drafted him. They bring him in the clubhouse, and he's introduced in spring training. He never made the major league roster there, but he was in the Dodger dog and lo- uh, clubhouse, and they bring him out, and Chase Utley goes up and gives him a hug, and here he is reuniting with Chase Utley after he met him as a nine-year-old kid. So then fast forward to last November, the Dodgers trade him to the Minnesota Twins. He goes to the minor leagues in double-A, and he pitches in double-A ball in uh, Pensacola, Florida. Then he moves up to triple-A up in Rochester, New York, and they call him up because Miguel Pineda was not able to pitch. They knew he was hurt, so they bring him up from triple-A to make his major league debut last night at age 23. He's got like 30 people, his family, his mother, his father, his grand aunts, uncles, a whole section of like 20, 25 people show up there in Minnesota last night to watch him pitch. And he's a left-hander, and he's got this funky three-quarter delivery. Uh-huh. Did you see him? No, so I didn't we got to find the video of him, Robert. Find David Smeltzer. And he goes out there, and he makes a start. And what does he do? Gives up three hits, no walks, seven strikeouts, six innings pitched. And the family's there going crazy. No decision because it was a nothing-nothing game when he Quality start, though. Quality start. He doesn't get the win because the game, obviously, he's out after six innings. It's Devin, right? Devin Smeltzer? It's Devin Smeltzer, yes. Left-handed pitcher. He's a lanky lefty, as we used to call him. The lanky lefty. Yeah, we, well, now back in the day, we always, whenever it was a left-handed guy, it was tall and long. The like Grady Johnson, basically. The lanky, lanky lefty. All right, here we go. David Smeltzer, what a great story. And this kid, hopefully he sticks around in the majors, because he pitched well enough last night. I mean, you give me, you're going up against the Milwaukee Brewers lineup, by the way. And he's striking out guys who are damn good hitters. I mean, the Brewers aren't exactly chopped liver lineups. Sit on Highlander, oh, Sienna's or Tundra. With Sorry, I hate these damn And so he's out there. He's striking out Yelich. I mean, this guy's mowing Deal. down. Right, he's dealing. Seven it, strikeouts is big. Seven strikeouts against the Brewers in your first major league start with all that pressure and your family's there and everybody's excited. And it's twins. Okay, here we go. Against the Brewers. It all came true how many family members do you have here? There's 21. 21, 21 families. Family some friends? Uh, friends and family, but all family. Okay, wife, mom, dad? Wife, mom, dad, brother, um, my two in-laws and, and their husbands, um, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, my agent. The whole Mishbuka was there. Three of my best buddies that were my groomsmen in my wedding. Nobody was going to miss this, were they? No, no. The only, the only ones who missed it... Uh, are still playing ball in college and literally couldn't be here, and I had to had to hear that from him. And um, my other buddy was gone on a on a vacation by the time I had found out, and he was also a mess. But uh, <laughs> it it was a blessing to have them all here. You pitch, a, you pitch with so much poise tonight. Were you as calm on the inside as you appeared to be on the outside? I, I joked to my wife after the game. Um, I think that's the most calm I've ever been. I'm usually very high energy and kind of on the verge and but tonight I I felt like I'd done it a million times and uh, I just just rolled with it. 
been helped to settle in with just the strike out of Kane right off the get-go with <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. Um, you know, just, just coming in out of the pen, that walk, and seeing all the fans and, and target field and everything, it was... I, I didn't know what field I would be at dreaming it as a kid, but this was definitely it. So there he is, Devin Smeltzer. Great story. And if you haven't seen the video of the Chase Utley introduction in the dugout with, it's totally worth with the manager last year, cool. what a story. What a story. And to watch this kid, he's, he's from South Jersey, but we call Philly area. South Jersey's right across the bridge here. Actually, South Jersey is closer than the Philadelphia suburbs and still in the, in the state of yes. Pennsylvania. It's right across the bridge. So we went to Bishop, Bishop Eustis High School, South Jersey kid, and then, of course, the whole story about the cancer when he was a kid and then watching him grow up, pitch, get to the big leagues finally, and make his major league debut last night. Luigi's made road trips to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You never brought 20 family members with you, though. Could you find 20 family members to come out to Minnesota? Hell no. <laughs> Depending on the season, absolutely not. But you have met 20 people in Minnesota that are now close personal friends when we went there. We're all family. It's all family. It's all family. It's all family. <laughs> they have left some family behind. <laughs> That's a great story. So we gave you two great baseball stories. You know, everybody knows about the big names and Christian Yelich and uh, what's his name uh, out with the Dodgers who's got 20 home runs Bellinger's now. Bellinger's absolutely. Cody Bellinger. tearing it up. Not only is he a great hitter. I mean, you talk about the MVP race right now. It's between, obviously, Bellinger may be ahead if the season were to end today. Second-year player, man. I mean, it's, inc- it's incredible. I know. Not only is he a great hitter and a power hitter like Yelich, did you see the two throws? He threw two guys out from right field. Oh, that was complete, man. He is, is he a five-tool player? Five-tool player? Yeah. Because Yelich now, they're saying that Christian Yelich is a five-tool player, which means he does everything. He can hit. He can run. He can steal bases. He can steal bases. Pro field. He can um, pick up bitches. And hit for power. And he hit can for hit power. for power, hit for average. Let's, uh, yeah, I'd say Ballinger's is close to a five-tool player. Uh, this uh, I'm not going to read that tweet. That's just too nasty. Yeah, see, that's just see. You can't do that now. You can't do it. See, CMC, 29F. You, yeah, I know. I mean, it's, a, it's a crude joke. you just don't cross, man. We don't do that crude jokes on them. We, we, we do some crude jokes, but there's a line. They're borderline. No, you, you that, was like, that, yeah, was that one That one crossed over the line, but like we'll, we'll, we'll get close, but we won't cross yeah, we don't, the line. Yeah, we don't walk. We walk the line. We dip our toe. That's right. We put our little toe, yes. uh, the big toe in, because you can't put the little toe in first. That's no. hard to do when you're dipping See, your toe. See, right here is an example. What? <laughs> what, of knowing where the line is? Yeah. Speaking of the line. Yes. What, the line tell you something tonight and then how The line's talking to me, Tony. It's telling What's me. What's the t- line t- in the opener of, at game one in the NBA finals tomorrow night in Toronto, eh? How about those Raptors? I jokingly tweeted over the weekend when the Toronto Raptors eliminated the Milwaukee Bucks because mm-hmm. it's a long holiday weekend and, you know, a lot of the regulars take off and they have the weekend crew filling in on radio stations. So I put this up as a, as, a, as a joke for the most part. Philly Sports Radio this weekend. Because you got to find topics to make the needles move, right? So I wrote, Philly Sports Tech Radio. If the 76ers had, had, had actually shown up for Game 4 against the Raptors, would it be safe to say that, yes, they would be in the NBA Finals because they, too, would have beaten the Milwaukee Bucks since they took the Toronto Raptors to seven games to come down to the final shot in Game Seven, it's also safe to say if they won Game Seven, they would be in the Eastern Conference. Well, that's true, yeah, but so but that you know that's the kind of way we think when we want to get the phones to ring. Is that wouldn't that be a normal talk conversation? Yeah, it, it's you know if the if, if Joel Embiid had not been sick, the Sixers could be in the NBA Finals because look how easy 
the Milwaukee Bucks, who won the first two games, wound up losing the series. And if my aunt had testicles, she'd be my uncle. But that's my point is it's a joke. It is a joke. And I guarantee you there were a lot of people thinking that. As good talk radio, let's get the phone. You, got, you to have ring to look by. at it, but you, let's look. I, I got to be honest, man. The best team in the East is in the fine is in the finals. The Toronto was the best team, no doubt about they it. They were the best team, no doubt but, about but, it. But to be honest, and I'm not a crybaby. I'm not. The Sixers didn't show up for a couple of games, no, they didn't. especially that game four here in, at home on no, that Sunday. That was atrocious. That was again. They win that game, and they get to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. You don't think they got a shot to they beat the ready, Milwaukee man. Bucks? They weren't ready, man. I know they weren't, but my point is, did they not, could they not handle the Milwaukee Bucks? Uh, they, in, I in think, a series? I feel they match up. They probably match up the best uh, outside of Toronto with with Milwaukee. Of all the teams in the East, the, the Sixers match up the best with Milwaukee. And yeah, I do believe they could have beat Milwaukee. Absolutely, sure, exactly. I think Milwaukee was a was a bit of a fraud. So. There's an interesting debate going on in the Twitter feed, by the way, because our buddy Leslie in Fort Fort, Fort Lee is, is now listening to the show. And he's a big Mike Francesa because they listen, you know, they're New York guys. That's all they got. Right? They're North Jersey, New York, Connecticut, tri-state area, metro Plymouth dealers. And so there's this debate, which I haven't started, about Mike Francesa versus this show. I'm not, we're not competing against Mike Francesa. He's a legend in New York. But Leslie likes to hear different. He likes to hear hockey talk, which we do on the show. Okay. Because it's the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay. And I know you don't like hockey. <coughs> but if you don't talk about the N- uh, the N- N- Pardon me, the NHL Finals, during the NHL Finals. You're not a legit sports person. Exactly. You basically should not not. be allowed to even get in front of a microphone at this particular time (laughs) to do a sports. Yeah, I I would recommend you stay away from the pipe. Am I wrong here? You're not right, but you're not wrong either. (laughs) Because you don't have to love the sport. No, I love love the sport of hockey. To understand that it's a major sport just because ESPN buries it. Because they don't have the, the rights to it. I guarantee you, if ESPN still had the NHL, they would be all over like they are LeBron, who's not even relevant right now, and they're still all over LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> see, it's the only soap opera saga going on, so they have to talk about it. <laughs> By the way, I'm gonna, I, have to, I have to rip LeBron. Why? What did he do to you now? He didn't do it to me. He did it to... I'm speaking on behalf of all the people oh, okay. whose faces he's rubbing it into. The fans that worship this guy, that buy everything he makes. You can buy whatever you want. You can be a Laker fan... I don't know. I got something in my throat here. Would you like some water? Do you Excuse have water? Excuse me while I... Do you, have, do, you need, do you need water? I got water right here. Do you need the Heimlich? <coughs> I was watching something earlier on CPR. I can help you if you need it. I didn't swallow a chicken bone, though, like you, Buddy Ryan. You know how to perform the Heimlich maneuver? What? I, I said... Do, I, I do know how to perform. I do. I do. Everybody should. Yeah, I do. I'm not really good at it, but I do. I mean, your chances of living are 50-50, but... <laughs> hey, you know, if, you, if you're in a pinch, it's better than nothing. Tony, you okay, buddy? Do you know, yeah, I'm do you, okay. Do sorry, you know sorry, how okay. to perform the Heimlich? Yes, absolutely. Henry Heimlich. He was a schoolmate of mine back have, in the we day. Should, we should call. Um, we should call like the the fire department, the local fire department, have them come down here and, and have someone come in here and do it live, show people how to do the Heimlich, so people can learn. We'll it. do that outside. We're looking for a couple of women to come out and because uh, I want to see a woman. No, we should have someone down here. I mean, we're choking every day down here. Oh yeah, we should, be, we should be down here. We're usually choking our chicken on the show, but now we're doing it. Yeah. So there's a debate about Mike. Mike uh, Francesa doesn't talk about the Twins. Uh, you should be talking about the Twins. I know it's New York, and they talk about the New York teams because there's 50 what? of them to talk about. The twins are extremely relevant right now. The, Min- the Minnesota Twins are the story in baseball this yep. year. Is there any doubt about it? We know no the doubt. Dodgers are good. We know Cody Bellinger's good. We know the Brewers are good. We know the Cubs are good. But you weren't supposed to know the Twins were supposed to be good. No. The Twins have hit 56 home runs already in the month of May, and it's only and we still have a couple days to go. Who thought that this team, Rocco Baldelli is their manager. 
He didn't have any clue. <laughs> he had no clue. So you got to give the Twins love, man. That's what sports is about. If you want to play the New York homer card, I don't play the Philly homer card. See that? Sure, the, yeah, there's Philly teams that I like, but when they're when they're important and they're relevant, I talk about them. See, that's the thing that, that I, I think New York, you know, is is the downfall for the the host there, especially a guy like Francesa, is that I don't think he understands that that he's allowed to say that things exist outside of New York. That there are other things that are relevant that are going on that are bigger than New York. He Yankees doesn't baseball. bother finding out about it. That's the thing. Else. It's like there are other things that are going on. Like yeah. the Minnesota Twins are a huge story. It's a, it's a big thing that's going on. Other people do. I mean, I understand the people in New York care about the Yankees, but it's relevant because it is baseball. It's and the, the Yankees are an amazing story too with all their injuries. But the point is, if you're doing a sports style show, which this is, and your audience is outside of the particular area where you're broadcasting in, because Mike Frances is in New York, sure, but he's also professes to be a national sports expert. I don't profess to be an expert on anything. I know a lot about it, a little, and a little bit about yeah, a lot. Exactly. You know what I'm saying right now? I hate But he'd rather, you know, bet, these guys bitch about stuff because they want the phones to ring so they can put a guy on for 10 seconds who's been on hold for an hour and then hang up on him and ridicule him. That's not how it works on here. I only ridicule Robin and Luigi when I'm in here. I don't but have to hang up on anybody. That's not for 10 seconds. That's like it goes the whole well, yeah, day. Yeah, it's a three-hour thing. Right. But it's a family thing. You know what I'm saying? I hate you. But anyway, I'm not. I don't compare myself to anybody else. If you don't want to listen. You want to listen to Mike Francesa? Go listen to him. Does that site Funhouse is the best site on Twitter? Uh, it's the that is the absolute best follow because yeah. he follows Mike yes. Francesa and then posts video of him every day. Do you have one of those people that that makes fun of you too? I have a lot of people that make fun of me. I mean, granted, there's not quite as much material, but you I mean, do we have, have the occasion. The difference is my fans and especially Jim from Cheltenham. He records all the stuff that I've done in my entire career. By the way, speaking of that, you know what happened on this date nine years ago? What? Let's see if you know. This date nine years ago. This you can you give date me some sort nine of a years ago. I'll uh, give you. It was baseball related. Oh, because okay. like, yesterday Harambe got shot. Yesterday. Well, no, we did a Harambe yeah, trip. Yeah, we did. Dicks out. Um, nine years ago today in baseball. Yes. Hmm. Okay, Robin. I mean, someone did something very cool. In 09... It's legendary. Legendary day. And, and I'll give you a hint. It's Phillies related. <laughs> what was nine? Phillies related, 09. It would have been 09. This, is this Roy Halladay's no hitter or something? Mm. Yes, it is. Thank you. It is. Halliday's yes, it no is. Hitter. Let me give you. Thank you. Well, I mean, how many uh, other notable No, no, no. I was, just, I was just thinking about that. No, it was, yeah, it's Halladay threw the perfect game in Miami, right? It was a perfect game, not just a no hitter. Yep. Perfecto. Not one of those cheap cigars. Perfectos. <laughs> Perfectos. Did you ever have a Phillies Perfecto? No, I never smoked a Phillies Perfecto. What the heck was that? There's one of the cigars. They had the Philly cheroots. They had the, the Philly You've seen the Philly cigars, the blunts. Yeah. They were called Phillies, Robin. No, and they were smoked. sold they're in boxes. Disgusting. Yeah, they were cheap cigars. The worst cigar possible. And they weren't named after the Philadelphia Phillies baseball team. That was just the name of the cigar company. Really? <laughs> I think they still make Phillies cigars, they? Don't do, they do, because people still smoke weed out there. They use them for what? weed. Yeah. They use them for so they empty out the tobacco they and then they put they the crack, weed in. You crack the the, the cigar open, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then you scrape out all the tobacco, and you lick it. You put your marijuana you gotta lick inside it before of it. you stick it. I mean, roll yeah, it up yeah, nice yeah. and doit, doit, nice doit. You roll a nice fatty, and you smoke it. Interesting. Well, that's one way to do it. Are they still made cheeks? Taught us a long time ago with Renee. I smoke Phillies because they last longer. That's why. Come on, man. I'm I'm. Interesting. Smoking Philly blunts. Smoke Philly's because they last longer. 
Now, Holt Cigar, but I guess they still sell. I don't know if they still make them, though. Now, you can go Philly's Blunts for sale. So I'm going on right now. Philly's Blunts. The city, they were made. They were, they were, they were founded here by the Bayuk Brothers, B-A-Y-U-K. The Philly Cigar has become a machine-made legend. Today, they're crafted in Selma, Alabama. Hello. Did you know they were made in, in Selma, Alabama? Now, some people would probably maybe leave some of the tobacco in and put just a yeah, little not, bit of the why weed Why would you in, strip right? all the tobacco out of a Philly's blunt just Be- to make it weed? It's infused. Because it. the cigar costs 50 freaking cents. You need a vessel to smoke the weed out of. The, the joint you can only put so much into, and it, and, and it burns quick. The Philly blunt, however, it burns slower. It lasts well, longer. Well, the tobacco it's, makes it burn slower, right? No. There's no tobacco in it. All tobacco all? is removed, completely removed. Is it so the 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 paper that the Philly Blunt yes. uses burns slower burns than... slower than a wrap for ah. a joint? Yeah, These but the tobacco is all grown in Connecticut. Do you realize that most of the great cigars that are rolled in this country and then people like to get like you know there's different flavors of it. Yes, exactly. You know, like the Dutch, like Dutch Masters are a good one. Like, let me get a Dutch, right? Yes. A Dutch is is and you can find them at local bodegas and Chinese number one China house restaurants. They sell them. By the way, who can buy Philly's Blunts online now? But you can get like different flavors, like wine. Like, let me get a wine Dutch. Let me get a strawberry Dutch. How do you know so much about dope if you don't smoke dope? Because I hung around a lot of dopers. Dope? (laughs) Yeah, Luigi does. That is good blunt knowledge right there. Not Emily Blunt, of course. Now, the cigar. Not James Blunt. Not James Blunt. That's great, James Blunt. James Blunt. Tony, you know. You look beautiful. <laughs> the cigar wrap is nothing but a tobacco leaf, but it's a whole leaf that's been dried out. Correct. And sometimes it's And you it's know where the majority of tobacco things. leaves are made? The ones that they wrap Cuban mm-hmm. and Dominican mm-hmm. cigars in? Connecticut. Yeah. When I, you drive through Connecticut, you'll see all the tobacco farms, but they're only used for the wrap, the leaves. They're not the smoking tobacco. They are the leaf wraps that they use because that's good nice tobacco knowledge. They're nice and big. And you'll see it. You drive by and you'll see all sturdy. of this. You'll see all of these tobacco plants. But you know what they put? They put cheesecloth over all of them and they enshroud them. AJ Marco's going, Luigi is lit AF. That's right, bro. Damn bro. right, I'm man. I'm trying to tell you, man. I know so what So right now, you're shit. saying they're cheap. They're like 95 cents a piece now. No, they went up. Used to be, blunts used to be two for a buck. You can get a pack of five for four seventy. Nobody really smokes Philly. Nobody uses Philly blunts. Where they use Dutch Masters a lot. Do you know that they, I said, they started it here in Philadelphia, 1910. And there's, as you mentioned, this flavored cigars offer variety for the everyday smoker. I get a little James Blunt, man. I'm going to move for a little James Blunt. I'll give you a I'll bust it. Let me bust out a little James Blunt. They got Blunt chocolate. They do. Blunt strawberry. Yeah, there's strawberry Dutch. There's the wine Titan. Dutch. Duh. Pass the Dutch. And that's, they, they, soak, <laughs> they soak the outer wrapping in something to make it have that flavor, right? Right. Yeah. But again, you're not smoking You're not smoking the cigar itself. You're, you're literally emptying all the... the um, the guts of the cigar, all the tobacco is gone, and all you are using is the outside vessel of it to wrap your marijuana in. That's it. This is some good blunt talk right here. This is blunt forts talk right here. Yeah, have you ever rolled a blunt? <laughs> it's been a while. I, I, I mean, I, I can roll. I can roll a blunt. I used to roll my own I cigarette. Smoke, I can roll. <laughs> you can get everyone's God, what's wrong with me? You got to crack it. That's how you know it's fresh too. You got to hear. It. I remember back in the day it. when it was cool, when I was like twelve and I was smoking. You know, because cigarettes were expensive even then when they were 30 cents a pack. You had my to buy the rolls, Lucy's. My dad rolls his own. I would buy tobacco and then roll them up. My dad rolls his own. It's so freaking weird. But then you, had, you couldn't put a filter in it, so you had to smoke got, nine. No, now they're filtered now. Well, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah, you could get the actual filters. Let me give you a little. Speaking of blunt. Thank you. you now, ladies and gentlemen. Robert, can you bring me up now? Please. I got a little blunt act. I need a little James Blunt. Thank you. 
I have a video here on how to roll a backwoods blunt and joint. Would anybody like to see how you do it? Yes, sure. We can do this without the sound while we're listening to James Blunt. This is kind of a good combo. This is actually Snoop Dogg watching his blunt being rolled. Yo, beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a guy who pays 60 grand a year just to roll blunts for him. Does he really? Yes. Wow. That is great blunt knowledge. I do recall when I was a little girl, um, they and so when you roll your own cigarettes. They used to have, I don't, I'm sure they still do. It was like this little contraption that had like a little hammock, and you put the paper in one side, and then you put the tobacco on the hammock, and then there was this little sliding mechanism that you went, and then it would roll it, and then I remember doing that for my mom's friends. Our buddy Trevor in Connecticut up there in New Canaan says, "Wait, Connecticut has something important that makes a pit something has something important." Then making a pit stop when you're driving from Boston to New York. <laughs> so now I hope everybody's paying attention to this fantastic blunt wrapping. Not like Eric Blunt. Yes, no, no, no. If you turn behind you, Tony, look we behind have, you. Oh, this blunt roll. Right, break it out. Right. That's so, some quality bud right there. Ain't no stems or seeds or nothing, man. Uh, so now I'm assuming that what he's going to be getting here out of those little bags is an actual. It's kind of like the same thing as a Philly blunt, right? Cigars in so there. Yeah. Cigars in there. packaging. That's all it is. Yeah. It has to keep it. It helps keep it fresher because. The uh, they used they used to pull them out of the boxes and they would just be in the cellophane and they would just get stale really oh, yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. Now people complain because it's you get a stale blunt, it's harder to crack, and then you got to lick it and stick it because that's what makes up to keep it. Exactly. See, look now, watch this way. See, see what he's doing right now is he's unwrapping. Describe it. it because people are not yeah, yeah. can't all see it. So right. do so, the play by play here while. Oh well, no, because you're you're behind Luigi. You need to see over here. Okay. This is live. So what he's doing right now, I'm, I'm watching through your okay. your stream. What he's doing right now is he's unwrapping it. This is a, a very so it know, has to be nice and moist to be able to do this. Yeah, but it's also was... dangerous to do it like that because it's, it's a thinner cigar. But with the Philly Blunt, what you do is you, you, you crack it straight down the center. Oh, okay. You don't, you don't even try to, like, damage the uh, the outside of it by unrolling it. It's okay. a different type of tiny cigar. So sometimes you take, like, a razor blade or you'll just – people that are really good at it just crack it right down the center with okay. their fingernails. Now it's empty, okay? So what he's doing now is he's going to take it. Shake all the excess out of it. Mm-hmm. The rest of that tobacco, garbage. That goes in the trash. Is this DIY uh, right. weed smoking? And you lay it out flat like he's doing right now. Hey, Jim Marcus, I think your Twitch viewers have increased tremendously because of this segment right now. <laughs> this so is that, blunt talk. Right. All you do now is, like I said, you just take you take your weed, take your bud, as much as you want. You put it inside. Mm-hmm. As he's doing right now, he's rolling. I want to say this is a fatty. I was going to say this. Nah, it's not. He's missing a bag worth of weed. It's what it is. But know, it's all bud. So see what he's doing now? So what he's doing is he's rolling it. Yeah. And this is actually very, this is very poor technique. This is very it's poor It's a rack technique. amateur, this is, this, man. This is a loose roll. We got to get Tommy Chong in here. Yeah, this, this is not Tommy good. Chong will show you how to roll so a fatty. Again, what you do is you roll it. Now, that paper is, is adhesive. It's, it's you know, with moisture, Robin. So, so you roll it. It's stick to each other. Don't lick it. But there's actually a, a proper procedure to do it. Now, let's see if he does it, because I'm curious to see how he does it. See how loose that roll is right there? Uh-huh. That weed's all going to fall out of the front of it. It's not very good. He's got to retighten it again over and over again. So it, it, it So tapers. basically, this is what you have to do now. It's tapering, though. Wait, Robin, this side is what you have to do. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> see, now we've done, see how he licks it like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now what you'll do is, you can do that, but when you're done, there's one final move, and it's this, Robin. You lick it up and straight back down. Up and straight down. And then, then you take a lighter that you're going to use, and you go around 
you spin it around the outside of the of the blunt. Okay, now he's tapping it down. Yeah, because you want to make sure you temper all the weed in. Oh, See, that's why he But this is too much. See, he, he ain't rolling no blunts on the street. He doesn't he doesn't know how to roll a blunt in the corner. Yeah. Don't do this. For a guy who doesn't smoke dope, this is man. Some you white guy shit. shit. This is some white guy. Hey, Tony, it's, it's Luigi on Twitter. It's Lou Tang in the streets, all right, buddy? <laughs> Listen, this is some real white guy rolling shit right here. Luigi with the play-by-play. What are they talking about on Dark Twitch, Dark Nights and Three says, for someone who doesn't smoke, smoke, Luigi sure knows a whole lot about it. Exactly. I've been around it my entire life. I have smoked it before. That's the worst role I've ever seen in my entire life. That is horrible. Look at that. It looks like a bugle. That's not a, that's not a blunt. It's tapered from one side to the next. Robin, do me a favor. You two... Homeboy rolling a blunt, okay? And I'll show you how to roll a damn blunt. Yeah, I agree. This was this was not the best. No, that's not the best. Well, blunt should be tight. You get the idea yes. of why you would use a cigar. <laughs> Unless you're Monica Lewinsky. Correct. There you have it, folks. I gotta do a mix here now. It's from the bong. Pick it, pack it, fire it up. So after you bong. roll it... And after you lick it, then you sit back and you turn on this music and voila. AJ Marcos, I've seen prostitutes tighter than that. Oh. That's the truth though, man. That's some loose ass. That's a horrible role, man. I'm a Dukes fan. That ain't no Acapulco gold, yo. It is about time for some hits from the bottom. Let me tell you a little something about Wissanomi Park at 1 o'clock in the morning. Let me tell you something about doing that stuff. That's bullshit. Just get a bong and then man. stuff it in there, man. Who the hell raps? A water bong, then it doesn't burn quite as much going down. Not that I like it. Again, we still need to come up with the the Bruno Bud, the Bruno brand Bud. I'll be in the lab after the show. That's right. Let this ride out, man. I love this. We played this. We did a whole block. I'm in on a five-foot bong. Nah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm rolling the blunts and that's it. Let this rock. Come on back, be real. Let's smoke that bowl. Hit the bomb and then take that finger off of that hole. I wrap my turkey and cheese sandwich tighter. When I hit Mary, I light up the cherry. I've heard this song so many times. All right. Water. Don't you dare, don't you dare mess up my buzz. Don't kill my buzz. I get the bong and I reload it. You know where, Tony, there's probably a lot of uh, rolling going on at LeBron's house. Trevor from the 203, Luigi's so white. Goddamn right I am. You want me to really get into this? I'll get into it. Tony. I know, Robin, relax. Did you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. I'm not high. Do you agree? Are you acknowledging my segue? Speaking of bad cigar smoking. Roll another. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not bad. No, but I got man, it's horrible. So I told you earlier. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. I'll be the Heisenberg of Bud, baby. I got to get a trailer. I got to get an RV. Go out to the desert. Go out to the Pinelands in New Jersey looking for the Jersey Devil. I'll call it the Bruno's Jersey Devil brand. I can see Tony. I can see, I can see me walking to Tony. Excuse me, sir. Do you have any marijuana? Uh, 
what, what kind are you looking for? Something bold, robust. Bold, <laughs> robust. Don't you be the sommelier of, of, uh, of, of THC over here. Exactly right. Not TLC, of Not course. Not TLC. So anyway, now let's move on to the NBA. Speaking of cigar smoking. If you've been watching ESPN or following ESPN the last couple of days and avoid excessive use, you cannot escape not just the NBA talk because it's the NBA Finals. I get that. But the LeBron and Lakers talk. Because the Laker fans are, you know, going crazy. So what we learned in the last couple of weeks is that the Lakers are a shit show. We've already known that. They haven't made the playoffs. You know how long it's been since the Lakers made the playoffs, Luis? Six years. Six years yep. out of the playoffs. How about that? Bang! Right out of the top of the head. So, it, it's let's be honest. They've sucked for they six have sucked. years. They've been irrelevant. They go out and get LeBron. And then, of course, you got the Magic Johnson debacle. You had LeBron uh, and the team quitting pretty much mm-hmm. halfway through the year to tank. They had a ton of injuries, too, though. Yeah, but they did. But then they all quit. And then they finally, near the end of the season, said, LeBron, you shut it down, too, man. What, what's, what's, what's the, the use point? of going out there and playing? For who, for what? Let's get a damn high draft pick here. Maybe we can get a good player in here. Yep. Before everybody else leaves. And then Magic Johnson quits. And then, of course, they have to bring him on ESPN to talk about why he quit. And then, of course, then uh, Rob Palenka, the GM, they're finding videos of him lying about Kobe Bryant meeting Heath Ledger. And then that becomes a big story. But while all of this is going on and the Lakers are an absolute total shit show mm-hmm. of a franchise, only to be rivaled by the New York Knicks. Which is hard to do. Which is, <laughs> I mean, you got the two biggest <laughs> cities in America. You got New York and LA, the two biggest markets in this country. This feels like Biggie and Tupac all over exactly. The only thing you don't have is the West Coast, East Coast gang rivalries of people being shot and thrown off balconies in Las Vegas. It's no longer who's the best, it's who's the worst. <laughs> so you got the two biggest media markets with the NBA trying to sell New York and L.A. LeBron's not in the playoffs. So what happens? While the Laker fans are getting pissed off, while Stephen A. Smith is having, uh, what do you call them? Uh, Tantrums? No, what do they? Uh, ESP, uh, CNN does them every night. Town halls. Town halls. Yeah. They have a town hall. They bring in Michael Wilbon, and they bring in any Stephen A. Can, Smith. Any brother they can find. Stephen A. Smith, and they sit them all down in the studio because LeBron. Meanwhile, he's not even involved in this. You know what LeBron's doing while his team burns down to the ground? Partying. Memorial Day. Let's go to LeBron's crib, ladies and gentlemen, and check out how LeBron was spending Memorial Day afternoon on to on Monday. While everybody else is worrying about the Lakers and who are they going to get, and is Kevin Durant going to go there, is Jimmy Butler going to go there, let's go to LeBron's house and check in to see just how concerned he is about the Los Angeles Lakers. I should have been the damn butt. I want you to look at this and you tell me what you noticed about this. Got a DJ in the back here. the worst party you've ever seen? The Godfather on Freebies. Honey, I already would hate that. Is that Chris Paul? 
It's a bunch of dudes sitting around a table smoking cigars. They're watching The Godfather. We've got The Godfather on the big screen. LeBron's got the big Phillies front in his mouth. No, he's got some good shit. But there's like no chicks at this party, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying there should be women, but we've got like 10 dudes sitting around a table watching The Godfather with a live DJ in the backyard. Again, I'm not criticizing him. I'm just saying Laker fans are all worried about who they're going to get recruiting Jimmy Butler out there and all this other stuff. And here's LeBron. LeBron's out there smoking cigars. It's not his responsibility. Again, I'm not saying he should be responsible, but how bad is this been? Is this the worst party you've ever seen? Talk about sausage fests. They're just sitting around He's watching in front of a camera, smoking a cigar. Now, the funny thing is that he was ripped so bad about these posts that he took them all down himself. The only reason we're watching it is because Barstool Sports actually grabbed it before yes, it was they deleted. Did. So if you go to King James on Twitter, he knows this stuff is so stupid. And again, he can do whatever he wants. He's not committing a crime, right? I'm not condemning LeBron James for all you LeBron honks out there. All I'm saying is you're a fan, and you're sitting there and going crazy every night, worrying about if you're a Laker fan, oh, what are they going to get now? Oh, that's okay. Kevin Durant's going to go there to play with LeBron. And speaking of Jimmy Butler, did you see where Jimmy Butler was the other day? No, where was he? He was in the backyard playing basketball with a young lady. What's the problem? You know who the young lady was? No. He was the daughter of a very famous actor who's in every movie. I'll give you a hint. Boston area. Mark Wahlberg's daughter. Mark Wahlberg's daughter. There's a video of Mark Wahlberg. With Jimmy Butler to the Celtics. Confirmed. Exactly. Confirmed. Right, right there, ladies Confirmed. And it's done. Jimmy Butler being recruited to by Mark Wahlberg. That's another video that's out there. But I'm trying to focus on LeBron now. So everybody's recruiting. You know, that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. LeBron got the team in trouble when he was actively recruiting guys in the season. Allegedly. It wasn't alleged. They got fined for it. But you say allegedly to get out of it. That's all. No, they didn't. I mean, listen, LeBron's not a dope. He's trying to get good players to come around him so he doesn't waste another year of his career oh, shit. in Los Angeles with the, not the Lakers, the, what do they call the Lakers? The Showtime Lakers. Showtime. No, this is the shit Showtime shit Lakers. Show Lakers. <laughs> They're going to read LeBron. <laughs> Shit Even Magic Lakers. Johnson said, listen, you can't be the Showtime Lakers anymore. Right. How about we change it to the shit Showtime right. Lakers? Now, the Showtime Rotisserie Grill has more good meat on it. It's the, uh, sometimes the- it's a good, <laughs> sometimes it's a shit Lakers. <laughs> sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit Lakers. Now, that, <laughs> that one, I believe, is a video from Saturday, but we also have LeBron And that's video. so now, wait a minute, that was that wasn't Wait, there's enough. more? Wait, there's more. Tony, why is MC Hammer playing on your... I, I don't know, because I have it. I, have <laughs> I just a, can't stop I, watching it. I don't have, I have it down. I have it, I have it all down. So, again, I, again, I don't care what LeBron does. It's his personal time. Right. I'm just saying fans get upset. Why isn't he... What's, I'm over here crying about the Lakers. I'm worried about the Lakers. What's up with the Lakers? I'm having a protest in front of Staples Center with four other fans who don't really give a shit. So then LeBron, after he has the boys over for a little Memorial Day party... The boys... Then it comes Tuesday. The weekend ends, the Memorial Day weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So Tuesday, everybody goes back to work. But now LeBron, he had the family together now. He got the family, and then he decided, ladies and gentlemen, that it was time to talk about what's really important on Tuesday in the LeBron James. Well, we James. all talk about on Tuesday. We do, but LeBron James went next level. Tacos? Let's go to LeBron. 
talking taco Tuesday. I was right. Let's go to the tape. <laughs> okay. let's, let's I had no idea. idea. Let's go to the tape now. Hey guys, I, I know it's uh, a pretty that. down night right now. Oh, we're buffering. Psych! Because it's Taco Tuesday! Nice. What is it, Z? What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? That's awesome. Taco Tuesday. That's hilarious. That is awesome. Now some people may think that's awesome. I don't know why people hate LeBron. I don't hate LeBron. I think it's funny. My point is. That's funny shit. He's got his family. It's Taco Tuesday, Bo. All the kids are in on it. They're having... I mean, it's wonderful to see... Don't stop the taco! Because there's so many celebrity ballers who don't pay enough attention to their families. They have kids, and then they just kind of forget about them. It's really great to see a fantastic family man. And you might have any kind of criticism about LeBron for other things, but that's one thing that you have to admire. Again, but, no, but my point is, again, he can do whatever he wants. It's the offseason. He's not playing. Lakers haven't, right. The Lakers haven't played a, a, a meaningful basketball game since, like, February, maybe. Did they quit before February, or did they still play, man? Uh, when did they actually start the official Los Angeles tank? The Los Angeles tank, I think, was in... Maybe January, right after yeah, the holidays? I, yeah. I, I actually, I think it was after Rajon Rondo came back off his second stint in the DL. <laughs> Don't stop the party, LeBron. No, actually, you know what it was? When Brandon Ingram was was done for the year because of the uh, the disease thing that he had, the surgery and all that, I think that's when it was over. Love Pitbull, bro. The Lakers haven't played a meaningful game since 2010. That is true. <laughs> were they on the Christmas Day game where people actually believe that the Lakers... You know, because they got LeBron. Christmas miracles, what it would take. Yeah. Remember, the, the, the big the big Christmas Day home NBA season starts on Christmas Day. They put all the glamour teams on. I think that was the last time the Lakers were considered a glamour team was when they appeared on Christmas Day. They're horrible, man. There's no way. even Currently constructed, even bringing another player, there's, there's just no. The West is too tough. It's too tough. Man. I don't know, man. Houston looks good, and then something goes wrong in the late in the playoffs. Portland's a hell of a team. Portland, you saw it. They got swept. You still got to deal with Golden State, regardless. Golden State's going to be good. They're going to lose a couple players. Well, they're going to they're going to lose Durant. You can. I'm telling you right now. Put it in the bank. Set it. Forget it. Kevin Durant to the New York Knicks. Done. Denver's a good young team, and they're going to get better. Denver's going to get a lot better, Tony. Absolutely, I know. Better. But my point is, the NBA. Let's even Adam Silver's talking about it. Do you know that even Adam Silver's worried about LeBron not being in the playoffs and not being in the East? Because let's be honest. You mean the West? No, not being in the East where he was most of oh, his oh, I'm career. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. Because remember, he was the Eastern Conference. Yes, he, he was. always can yep. count on LeBron. Whatever team he went to, it's always been in the Eastern a Conference. It's a straight finals, man. So that's why the fact that LeBron left and went to the Western Conference made a lot of people think that it was going to be harder for him to win. It was harder for him to win because the team he went to sucked. Correct. And so now the ratings, and that's what these, the fact that L.A. and New York are both no good hurts the NBA. Oh, it destroys it. When yep. you have the two largest media markets, both of them stinking on ice, stinking more than Robin's pits right now. Hey, now. No, she may be sweating, but she smells okay. 
Yeah, my, I smell. I put on some of my old spice. Thank God when we went to the Super Bowl in Atlanta, they were handing out all the old spice stuff. I, I got the hookup with that, man. Yes, By the did. way, that old spice is good for both men and women. It smells nice. Like It's, it's yeah. sort of that androgynous smell. It really is. No, no matter go what. either way. Androgynous. A, that's a, androgynous. That's a, that's a great. So I like that, that old no, spice. I do. It's in the white. I put it down underneath there so I don't get the slop sweat. I don't get the ball sweat. No, you need to get that uh, the, the manscaping thing. No, but I think if you rub some of that old spice underneath there, mm. it's a good product, man. I don't know if we you got like rub that sixty-two there. cases of it. We were like, hey, we were just <laughs> going over to the, there was a hot chick over at the old spice booth. Luigi made his move right away. I got her to deliver his, deliver me pizza. Exactly like, hey, right. There you go. I got to give him a roaring round of applause. That's and deodorant to the table too. That's a good job. Not, not just call him on. So he goes, he goes, where did you get pizza? Where did you get deodorant? I said over there. He goes, what the fuck? <laughs> you got like deodorant, body wash. I got the whole thing. You I got, got the, ball wash. I got ass wash. Mishpucha. I got the whole bit. And then I went over to this woman because Luigi had all this product. And I went over, and she's holding, you know, there was a big Old Spice set mm-hmm. 